Welcome in. It is episode number 12 of Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark from Glenn Clark Radio. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, where he covers the WWE and other forms of professional wrestling. And I feel like we just did a a pay-per-view preview episode like, you know, a couple of days ago, Aaron. It doesn't seem like it's supposed to be time for another one yet. It's yeah, it's, it's been two weeks, and then we're going to be doing another one two weeks yeah. from now. How fun is, is it that? really that quick of a turnaround again? I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I think uh, Money in the Bank's on June 14th. So, yeah, we're, we're getting our, our a nice uh, dose of pay-per-views here. So I, I guess I hope it gives us a bump. I hope it gives <laughs> us a nice bump. All right. Uh, some, let me get some things out of the way. Coming up later on the show, because it's a, a pay-per-view preview edition, we will check in with our uh, silent uh, co-host and the man who wants to be known as the main eventer. Uh, our buddy A.J. Francis from the Miami Dolphins will check in with us to help us preview Elimination Chamber on Sunday. Plus, uh, also coming up later on in today's show, Moose. Moose. Ring of Honor. Is that, is that a thing? Moose, yeah. Oh, okay, oh it's a great interest. It comes out, you just chant Moose. Moose over and over again. It's but fantastic. Wait, hang on, there's two. You did two different chants. You did the well. Mi- well, there's there's the moose, and then there's no, that's the, the Mike Messina chant. That's what you. you well, did. that's true. Well, right. And then there's also the entrance chant. So which when is he moose comes over. in, you just chant moose, moose. Yeah. Well, there, and there's that. music in every you know fourth beat. You just chant moose, and you pump your fist. Wait, wait, on the great. fourth beat, so it's so. Let I me mean, hear it. I, I I don't know the song, but nah, it's, I can it's, come up with it. I'm sure moose. Uh, Moose. I don't want to mess around. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, Moose. I'm, I'm look, but really he, looking. But he's also a, a cool story. Former he, NFL player. Played college football at Syracuse. Maryland guy. Dematha High School. Right. Uh, right. Dematha football player. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I've been looking forward to it for a little while. And uh, uh, remember, don't ever forget you're a nerd. I am okay? a nerd. Just don't ever forget that. I understand you're, it. You're a that nerd. That being said, this might be a nerdy guy. That a nerdy get that everyone enjoys has a really as you said an interesting story and a lot of news with him coming out lately all right all right very good now before we get to that news which is how we're going to lead off today's show we have some news this week uh about how you get our show and it's probably bad to be giving it out to people that are already listening to the show (laughs) like they probably already know how to find the show but there's a new way for you to find the show a better way a better well yeah sure a better way but more importantly it's important for us yes um, we would like it if you would go ahead and we will put up links throughout the weekend. You can search now on iTunes for Jobbing Out. And when you find it, we need you to click subscribe. All right? Click subscribe. That helps us a great deal. If you only ever want to listen to like two seconds of one podcast ever. That's fine. Totally fine. Just subscribe. Get your girlfriend to subscribe. Get yes. your family to subscribe. Right. We just, we just want you to subscribe. And give us five stars while you're at it. Yeah, that would be nice, too. Uh, You will be alerted when there are new uh, podcasts available, and you can listen that way. And uh, that helps us out with our iTunes ratings. So really would appreciate it if you would subscribe. And, yes, as Aaron says, please tell everyone you know to subscribe as well, even if they don't ever listen. That's fine. Maybe Maybe they think wrestling's dumb. Totally cool. Still would like it if they subscribed. It has a great picture, if nothing else. That's true. We need to give a huge shout-out to our buddy uh, Howie Knoll, who is a really remarkable um, artist. He's a graphic novel. He's got a gra- – a Terranormal is one of his characters. He's got a graphic novel coming out for Terranormal right now. He's got a Kickstarter for that, right? Uh, if you, boy, I don't know how to link to that. Tell you what. He'll also be at AwesomeCon in D.C. What's, uh, this, yeah, right. What's his weekend? Twitter? Do me a favor real quick. Look up his Twitter because there's links to it up that way. You see this great picture. It's uh, H.C. Noel. At H.C. Noel on Twitter. 
and he's great. I told him to get him on at some point in the next few weeks because he's remarkable. He is a wrestling artist. I mean, he does uh, drawings, caricatures of professional wrestlers. He's been doing it for years, and he's an incredible talent. And he did a really great uh, cover art for our podcast of Aaron and I, where apparently Aaron has uh, grown about uh, a foot and a half. That's right. And I can stare half. you in the eyes, and I got the, uh, the the Sin City thing going on with yeah, my I glasses. Noticed that. I, I like that I one. did, however, have someone we know suggest that perhaps you look like the Unabomber. <laughs> Just going to put that well, out But I didn't there. have a hood. Well, that's true. You do have that going I, for I, you. I have a hat, not a hood. There it's, we go. It's a great picture, and we appreciate Howie Noel doing that for us. And please, 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 please subscribe to jobbing out on iTunes. That's the way that you can help the show the best. All right. So going from big news to us to big news in the wrestling world. Yeah, it is a big news week. I, I was surprised when I heard about this, but I, I, I want to temper that a little bit as we talk about it. The big news this week is actually away from the WWE, which is probably the first time ever that we have done a main event on this show that has not been about the WWE. Big news this week is that Ring of Honor Wrestling has signed a TV deal with Destination America, who you may know as the network that currently, and maybe in the future, hosts TNA and uh, Impact Wrestling. They will be on on the same night. In fact, they will be on back-to-back moving forward, which when you think about it is pretty logical. It probably doesn't make TNA or Impact very happy. It's, it's, here's what it's logical for. It's logical if you're trying to introduce TNA fans to Ring of Honor. Or the other way around. I mean, it's logical if, it, here's, here's the, if here's you're the, going to have two wrestling properties and they're both kind of fledgling, and let's just be honest about that, they both kind of are. They don't come as slam dunk you know, yes, ratings. Yes. You can bank on this. It's logical to put them together so that wrestling fans can go to the same place uh, for two hours on a Wednesday night and three see, hours. But three, yes. Is it three hours? Yeah, still? it's an hour for Ring of Honor, two hours for I didn't know uh, Impact Wrestling. I didn't know Impact had two hours. Yep, okay. two hours. All right, so it's it's logical that you would go to the same place for all three hours. If you're a wrestling fan, here's where we are. Come find us. We do wrestling here. It's um, it might not be what you're used to if you never watch Ring of Honor. Correct. If you never, but if you like wrestling. This is a night in a place that you should be locked into, Destination America on Wednesday nights. There are so many ramifications that come from this. There are so many interesting thoughts that you have because of this. The first one, I feel like, was what does this mean for the future of TNA and what does this mean for the future of Impact Wrestling? But let, let me – before that, let, let's look at the positives instead of the negatives there. So okay. my, my, my first thought was the ramifications for Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor has – been somewhat growing for the past, oh, let's say six years or so. Uh, in 2011, they got that deal with Sinclair Broadcast. Everyone thought that that would turn up, uh, end up being a pretty big thing. Not so much when you're putting it on, you know, Saturday nights at 2 a.m. Well, of course not. You know, it was fine. Or, you know, you can get it on the, DVR. Because the, there were other, I'm sure there were markets that would put it yes. on. Yes, and, and, and here in Baltimore, it has, at, like, Saturdays at 6. But, but the, it wasn't that weekday prime but you, time and, slot. And you also can't advertise it. You Correct. can't say, hey, tune into 
the CW right. at uh, six o'clock on a Saturday, no matter when it is, right. even if it was two in the morning, you just you can't say here's when right. you can watch our product. And here was the other problem: Sinclair did not have uh, markets in New York, in Chicago, in Los Angeles, in some of the biggest markets in the country that hold some of the biggest wrestling fans who would want to go out and watch Ring of Honor. So that was a problem. It also, fair, frankly, looked like a local production. It did, it, which, it, which was always which is always the weird thing, and it's the one thing that I think. Everyone hopes that this means, okay, more money. They're going to put a little bit more production value into it. You know, simple things like getting a lighting rig so you're not seeing a glare constantly. The the kind of low-budget look isn't a terrible thing. It's the – it was the, the glare from the lighting, not having proper lighting. It was the just, you know, using the house well, lights. I don't think you have to have like a jumbo trial. No. But I do think that looking low-budget is not good right. for – I think that people aren't stupid. They right. know what they're turning in, tuning into at that point is kind of second rate. Correct. If you can at least look like you're first rate, then I think the people that don't know any better better might think that you are of a very high caliber, high quality product. Correct. Even if you really are still, you know, kind of the minor leagues at this moment. Not to be unfair. And, and that production value is what really kept it from people saying, okay, this is clearly the number two company. Most yeah. people, as far as wrestling fans who would just watch the product for the product, considered Ring of Honor to be better than TNA for many years now. Uh, you know, whether or not they thought it was clearly the number two as far as the totem pole, you know, that's a question some people do believe. I think most people agreed between the fact that they weren't on a national network and the fact that the production value was a little lower. Okay, said, okay, this is clearly number three. Now, you could possibly make the well, argument, or soon, eventually, yeah. you know, give it a couple months here, you can make the argument that they are number two. Two things about it really surprised me. The first one was simply that we hadn't heard about this. I can't remember a, a news bit like this to come out that we hadn't heard an inkling of in years. You know, th- this is a big news, yeah. and we hadn't heard anything about it. No one expected this, or if they had, they hadn't been uh, publicizing it very well. The other thing is it really seemed like Sinclair was content just to let it run in syndication, just use it as uh, property to fill in their time spot. They didn't seem all that interested in expanding Ring of Honor farther than what they were. All of a sudden, they're getting back in the iPay-Per-View game. All of a sudden, they got the... Uh, the deal on Destination America, apparently Sinclair will be keeping it, so they'll still have those uh, Saturday morning I, at I don't really understand how that's going to work. Like, what, what shows will be taped for what, when, where? Suppose, from what I understand, and, and this is all still you know coming out over the past couple of days, is that that show will still air on the weekend, and the show that airs on the weekend will be what's on Destination America uh, the following Wednesday. Which is fine, especially because Destination America, while a national cable company, is still only 60% of households. So you, you get the best of both there. So if there are any markets that Destination America doesn't cover, hopefully Sinclair covers it, and vice versa. And just the fact that, again, it is on that cable network. But it's the there. same show. Supposedly, yes. Yeah. That, yeah, it's the exact same mm-hmm. show. It'll be aired on Sinclair first and then Destination America if these reports are correct. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, a big move for Ring of Honor when it seemed like Ring of Honor, the Sinclair and the parent, all the uh, people involved were content with just having Ring of Honor be what it was. You know, so that's a big move just for that. That seems like, okay, there is some ambition there from Ring of Honor to try to move up, you know, not to challenge WWE. No one expects that, but to possibly take over the number two and, if nothing else, provide another legitimate show wrestling show on cable television. All right, let me let me do a couple things. Um, and, and again, I'm normally the type to sort of pour cold water all over anything, everything. One of the things that I heard people saying this week is, 
what a great time to be a wrestling fan. You have so much product available Correct. to you. You have, at the moment, f- uh, starting next week, four different wrestling shows on right. cable television. You've teased there could be the possibility of a fifth coming with Global Force Wrestling. We'll see what happens. Right. I, I want to ease up on that a little bit, only because, with all due respect to Destination America, part of the issue is there's so much more of everything on TV right now. Correct. That, that TV itself has been watered down in the same way that radio has been watered down by podcasts and things like that. That there are, there's, there's so much more of everything available in the media. So just getting on TV by no means means you've made it now. You know, like now we're good. Now it's almost become like a, if, if you want to exist at all, you have to be on TV in professional wrestling. If you want to have any sort of true existence you need that. Otherwise, you're you know, probably a local show, something that can be fun, but not really significant whatsoever in, in terms of being a national player. Look, Maryland Championship Wrestling does a wonderful job here locally, but it is what it is. It's, it's not trying to be something that it isn't. It's a place where you can go locally to watch professional wrestling. So I, I do want to be careful a little bit in making too much of this. We've seen what TNA's ratings have looked like on Destination America. At first, they were kind of okay. You know, like when they first made the move, there was like a, there was some hopefulness there. Like, hey, this is all right. Part of the problem these companies have is because these aren't live events that are being shown on TV, it takes away from the necessity of people watching live. It's why Raw will always remain the, you know, predominant wrestling program, you know, forever. It's live. Yes. You, you have to watch because you don't know what might happen for three hours every Monday night. You have to watch. And even then, they complain about the ratings for Raw right. on USA on Monday nights. No, I mean, we're not getting – people who are saying it's – you know, I, I've heard the, the term Wednesday Night Wars throw out there no. because there are now you know, NXT, right, TNA, and Network. Lucha – are all on Wednesday nights, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny little thing, but no one expects this to get to the levels of the Monday Network. I think the big thing about this is that all these different networks, you know, you have, granted, they, they aren't big. This isn't TNT getting into the wrestling game, but they are cable companies willing to get back into the wrestling game when for so long, yeah. for so long after WWE bought out WCW, right. companies were very hesitant. But now you have Destination America willing to go out on a limb and get into wrestling. You have El Rey willing to get, you know, again, not a big company. And this is the thing. Those, those networks just need programming. This is but before, in 2005 I, and 2007, I hear you. I hear they you. weren't going but to again, wrestling. again, we're being further watered down by how many networks exist now. There was no El Rey network in 2005 or 2007. There was no Destination America in 2005 and 2007. The, the, the more well, but we're, we're not going to see TNT unless these smaller companies do okay with these. With these well, I, this, I think this is my point. I think it's a chicken and the egg argument, right? Correct. My point is that these networks are giving these wrestling companies the opportunity to get on television because they have to fill their programming with something. Right now, Destination America well, I mean, has... But, but you look at El Rey, and they're sinking supposedly like 400000 into an, each episode. So th- this isn't just well, okay, they're looking we're, we're for a, they're wrestling. looking for a particular demographic. They're they are yeah, very I'm, invested in finding and, and, that. And, and demographic. it also helps that Ricardo Rodriguez has gotten into the idea and every, you know executive uh, producer uh, producing uh, it and everything. Yes, that that wait, definitely wait, Ricardo Del- Rodriguez or not Ricardo. I was like, wait a second. Uh, that, that, uh, I know who you're talking yes, about. The, uh, the, the, director. the director. Yes, uh, um, uh, Robert. 
Robert Rodriguez? Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yes. Thank so, you. No, not yes. Ricardo. Yes, from uh, 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 from Dust Till Dawn. Yes, yes, and the Grindhouse and all that other Correct. stuff. Yes. Um, th- they are looking for a very specific demographic with their show. Destination America in particular is – nobody really knows what it is. Right. It, I, and it's true. They, they, this is a small thing. But again, just the fact that it's on to you. I, I, it doesn't – to me, looking at it glass half full, looking at it as, wait a second, th- this is something that we haven't seen before – these various channels willing to take a risk on wrestling uh, is something that we haven't seen. And this, this ties back into what we've talked about in the past with wrestling starting to kind of gradually get a little bit more mainstream again. By the way, did you know that, that Destination America is on its fifth brand since 1996? It has been five different identities since I, I, I feel like a lot of channels have well, been A lot like, of these fledgling channels well, have. Well, Spike has been... The, well, Spike has not been five. Since uh, 1996? Let's see. No, no, no. TN, TNN. TNN and Spike. Now, well, they change what Spike is. And, and what TNN is. That's fine. Okay. What, what I'm saying is that just the name, oh, the name alone of it. Okay. has changed five times since 1998. Okay. Since 1998, this network has changed names five times. Okay. That's what you need to know about it. No, right. And who knows how many identity changes right. they've of had course. within there. But they've changed just their name alone five times. I, I only bring this up to say... I don't know that this has as much to do with wrestling as it does with cable TV. That cable TV needs product. In the same way that right now, it's a glorious time to do a sitcom, right? Because even if TV doesn't want you, you might be able to sell it to Netflix. Or you might be able to sell it to uh, Yahoo Screen or something along those lines. So it's a glorious time to do a sitcom because there are so many options. But that doesn't mean that there are a lot of people that are getting rich off of doing these things. No. It doesn't mean that the people that are involved are, this is what they want to do, or it can even be their first job, that they work on Community, on Yahoo Screen, or on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I think is wonderful, on Netflix. There, it's, it's more a case of things don't get cast off into the graveyard necessarily. Which is, which is a good thing. Which, which is As long as it can work. The, and that's the question is, how much will, you know, Obviously, Destination America, if the rumors are true, are willing to cast off TNA in nine months. You know, will they be doing the same thing in Ring of, with Ring of Honor in this, nine months? This might be the way they look at it and say, look, this is it. This is, this is the chance we're going to give Impact Wrestling. Right. If, if we can turn Wednesday night into a place that you go, it's Wednesday wrestling I, I, I night. Still, I still think that TNA is gone. I think this is very clearly because, you know, as much as we talk about Ring of Honor, TNA is still the bigger product than Ring of Honor. This is saying, hey, guys, wrestling fans who may not know about Ring of Honor, here's Ring of Honor. Here it is. Here it is. You guys should like this because guess what? TNA is going away soon. And we're just yeah, using this I, to spotlight it, it. It could be or it could be that it's a trial for both. That you, you have, You're going to have to work together or you're both going to be gone. See, and I just don't see them. I, there has been so much between Ring of Honor and TNA in the past. that. No, I'm not saying work together. Oh, hand oh, hand. Oh. I'm saying work ratings but here's wise the, I, I don't see how you have two completely separate wrestling products with nothing because to do with one Because neither one of them has any power to say we can't do it that way. Neither one of these companies is in a position where they can turn to Destination but America I guess here's, and say, we don't question. like that. If, if, if you're Destination America, why are you pet just packing it into the one block? Why aren't you doing, okay, we want two hours of Ring of Honor here, and we want two hours because of Because you're Impact. not a wrestling network. Well, but the Again, they part, of the, part <laughs> of the problem is they don't know what they are. But you give it one night. This is the night during the week that we give to professional wrestling. You can tune in on Wednesday nights and find it. If you tune in on another night, you're going to find something else right. because we are clearly still trying to figure out exactly what our demographic is and exactly who it is that we're going after because, to my knowledge, there weren't a whole lot of wrestling fans that would have been watching Destination America before there TNA be a, landed yes, that. Yes, correct. That. So this is the night. You get one night a week. 
that this is what we do. If it can work ratings-wise, great. We'll do Wednesday Night Wrestling for forever. If one of these companies somehow establishes itself as significant beyond just being what we put on TV on Wednesday Correct. nights, then maybe we would be willing to kowtow to them. Maybe we would be willing to say, okay, we'll give you Wednesday nights and we'll and bump you know the what? other one off. You know what? I hope you're right because I think that if TNA loses another TV contract, they're in big trouble. And I don't, you know, as much as we rag on TNA, I don't want to see it go under. They're still, you well, know, I think competition is a good thing, but I think the problem right I, it's now. It's not even competition. That's the issue. The issue to me is that there is no competition. It, it's not competition, and it doesn't have to be competition. Mm, it I, doesn't, no. No, no, no. I, I hear you saying it doesn't have to be competition. One of the tropes that we've forgotten about, because it's been so long, is that the WWE product was much better when there yes. was competition. No, no, I agree with you there. For WWE, I hope someone pushes them. That's my point. But as far as enjoying, I, I enjoy the hell out of Lucha Underground uh, when I get to watch it. It is never going to, it, you know, it's basically not WWE. It's so different from everything else well, I agree on, on television. Right. But I, I enjoy it. I know what it's going to be. It's never going to be, you know, it's on El Rey. It's never going to challenge any, it's not even going to challenge number two. But my point is two. that, that that's But no, I, I understand that for WWE, you want the competition. I understand that 100%. As a wrestling fan, I want as many different, I don't even want to say alternatives, but I, want, I just want to see as much wrestling, as much of these guys getting on right. TV as possible, as much as the exposure, so that there is that chance that there is the one breakout. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's not next year. Maybe it's not till New Japan decides to come in and try to break ground in America, and they're the ones who end up really rocking the boat and getting, you know, two, two and a half ratings or something like that. M maybe so, but my, my point is I would prefer there to be, you know, you say these three other shows. I think what we're talking about is you have a triple A, a double A, and then I, the, what you're saying about uh, Lucha Underground. I would say that's like the uh, arena football version. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, it's and it's, that's what it's, it's, it's. It it looks like wrestling, but it's not really wrestling the way the WWE is wrestling. My point being that I would rather instead of having a triple A and a double A, have another major league team that could compete. I would prefer that to what I have right now. Right now, again, when I turn on TNA, when I turn on Ring of Honor, it's not to take anything away and say they're not. They're not good for what they are. I find myself saying, yeah, it's, it's fine, but I don't need to tune in every week. I, I don't need to watch. I can check in on it and see something interesting every now and then. If something happens, I can watch it on YouTube. I can do whatever. Correct. It's not something that is must-watch television for me right now. In that way, I don't think it will end up lasting. I think this is way more we have a network that has space to put the programming on we're going to give it a try and see what happens. We know there's a bunch of w uh, wrestling fans out there. Let's put some wrestling on and see if we can get people to tune into the wrestling. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, we'll just pull the plug. We didn't invest all that much in right. this to begin there, with. Yeah, this, this isn't clearly, you know, Destination America is saying, oh, my God, we need to get into the wrestling Correct. game. You're, you're absolutely right about that. But I feel like the winners in all this could be the fans, could end up being the fans, especially if more company. You know, if, if this does, let's say it's not a huge success, but let's say it starts attracting ones. A one for Destination America would be huge. Uh, you know, I think TNA is getting like a point six right, right now, something like that. So let's say Ring of Honor ends up getting a one down the line. And then, you know, you have, I don't even know what, a true TV, you know, some other stupid network like that. Pulls up another one, maybe But that's my point. My, my point would be that it, I know that we make fun of true TV, but Turner clearly believes in true TV. Yes. They put the NCAA tournament Correct. on there. They think that it's a real thing. My point being that if they're going to get back in, it's not going to be for TNA or Ring of Honor or whichever the next one is that comes along. It's going to be for something that's bigger. That the bigger... But this is the first step. This is the first step to see if... 
if let's say Global Force does come around, we don't. Global Force is such a big X factor right now because they're advertising all these things. They have an interesting roster, if not the greatest roster in the world, an interesting roster, and we don't know about the TV. Like there's rumors that this Vegas show uh, at the end of June or July is uh, is a TV taping, but we haven't had any TV. If with Jarrett's connections, if they end up at some sort of company. And again, it ends up doing well. Either I feel like they're the big X factor in all of this. They're the ones who can bring it together and maybe not benefit from it. But all of a sudden, we're saying, "Wait a second! If these, if anyone's going to get a big deal, I feel like Global Force might be the spark." We'll see. We'll have to see. Either way, either way, this is the most wrestling that's been on TV since 2000 ever. Okay, I think there's a couple key things here. Right now, TNA and Ring of Honor have to deliver the best product they've ever delivered before. And, t- and it, Ring of Honor has a good chance to because their first month is going to be from the Ring of Honor New Japan shows. Like their first three episodes are going to be so, so some great, great wrestling. It, it's got to deliver a strong product. TNA's yes. got to deliver a strong product as well. My point would be more that you're dismissive of the companies working together, but ultimately, if any of these people are truly going to survive long term, I think they have to think about the possibility of working together. I think what you refer to with the uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor working together, I think that needs to be considered. That if we're ever going to fully survive, and that might be what Global Force is. Maybe it is because that's based on their roster. They've gotten the they've gotten some New Japan guys. They've gotten some Ring of Honor guys. They've gotten some just indie guys. They've gotten some AAA guys. So the, the, that seems to be the blueprint for AAA is, is kind of not necessarily the best of each because Ring of Honor doesn't necessarily want all of their guys. And I know Moose right. is actually involved with uh, Global Force as well as Ring of Honor, but they're not going to be getting the Briscoes most likely. Uh, and that's kind of the thing is all of these companies working together and trying to get uh, this company off the ground because I think it can only help them. One more question for you. Are there enough pro wrestling fans to make all of this work because we haven't really even discussed the fact that as I mean, we mentioned it we alluded to the fact that on Wednesday nights the WWE is presenting NXT on the WWE network and probably still doing better on a a streaming or over the top platform no nah, not not quite but I mean, if the numbers are real, I've, I'm so well, skeptical. I, I mean, I, I think they've they've said that in total, like a typical episode, not a not a takeover, but a typical episode of NXT will draw like 200, 250,000, somewhere in that range, which is less than what TNA gets. Uh, okay, again, we're assuming that these TNA or these TV ratings are real and not just people that happen to have watched Destination America at some point or watched uh, whatever Discovery learning. Well, I mean, we, we can't, you know, if, if we're going to be challenging the ratings no, but we here. can't challenge WWEs. Theirs are real. They can actually know exactly how many people are tuned in because they have an over-the-top platform for their, their programming. They can... You you can't fudge those numbers. You can try to, but people can find the real answer. True, answers. but but how much? You know, are they are they telling us how many are watching live? How many are watching I, within twenty four hours? It's a fair question, right? You know, I just DVR has changed so much. Like the rating system is almost meaningless at this point. I, I think it's meaningless for TV. I don't think it's meaningless no. for people that are going over the top and correct and streaming correct. Platforms. absolutely. Um, we know exactly how many people listen to or visit the, the go to the web page that we post the show to. We know exactly right. the number. Right. Um, we can't fudge that. We can't make that up and pretend like it's something that it isn't, which you can still do on television and pretend like if there are really yeah, it's why it's way why TNA. I mean, even if they use the real numbers, they can put, they can throw out. Okay, these are the plus sevens. These are the ones who watch right. the DVR within a week and right. say those are live. Right. E- everything's fudgeable. <laughs> 
Uh, that's true. I just I don't know if there really are this many. Like I think that, and I, I do this in danger of the fact that we do uh, content here that is wrestling driven. I worry that we are watering down a market that cannot fully support everything. That between the number of between the WWE Network existing now twenty four seven, right, plus their TV shows, plus TNA, plus uh, Lucha Underground, plus uh, Ring of Honor, plus podcasts, plus yeah. websites, plus all of this stuff. I, I don't know about watering down. I know, I know exactly where. You're, not sure about watering down. You might be in danger of fracturing it, though. It's you know, especially if they go with a complete. Like, we're going to separate them. This is not going to be sports entertainment. You know, we're going to do not obviously what Lucha Underground's because they're doing their own thing, but we're going to go, you know, we're going to go old school wrestling here. We're going to provide ourselves a legitimate, different product than WWE, which is why TNA has failed on such a grand level because they never tried to do that. Then you're, instead of, okay, we're going to watch all of these things, we're going to pick our favorite and we're just going to watch that, which. Could be good, could be bad. It, it's hard to say. From a business point, you're right. It, it's watering down a little bit. But again, I'm just kind of trying. You, you make this so hard to do. I, mean, I, I try to look I, at it from a fan's look, perspective. I hope you're right. But again, for me, this would be – I would be so much more excited if what Destination America had done is figured out a way to say we are combining TNA and Ring of Honor. We are now making it one company. We have a bunch of great wrestlers and we're going to go out and sign a couple of guys, too, that you're going to be surprised about. And we're going to launch something on Wednesday nights that we think is going to be big. Uh, probably wouldn't happen on Destination America. It would probably have to happen on something like True, T- uh, True TV. Right. But we're going for it. That would be exciting to me because that would provide competition. More second level. I don't have room for it. I don't have room to include second level viewing in my life. I just don't have it. It doesn't exist. Right. Now, I get it. I'm not a 10. You're the 10. Right. I, I'm the guy who I, I find But there are Lucha far fewer 10s yes, than absolutely. there are me. And nothing that has happened has gotten to me, who's a 6 or a 7, and said, you must be on, you know, glued in every Wednesday night to watch these shows. We'll see what and, happens. And without dumping into the 6 and 7s, I don't think this stuff can survive. We'll see. We'll see. You're right. You're right. And it's why... You know, most likely what's going to end up happening is Destination America come September is going to pick one and run with it and put their full backing behind it instead of trying to split it up, uh, which might include some extra funding for them to be like, hey, maybe Ring of Honor, we're going to we're going to give you, you know, a couple hundred thousand here. Get your shit together when it comes to production value and, you know, make yourself look at make yourself at least look as good as TNA, if not necessarily look as good as WWE, because you do that and all of a sudden. Ring of Honor has something somewhat interesting. You're right. The the live going full circle here. The live thing's always going to be a problem, but NXT is not live. WWE Raw didn't used to be live for much of the Monday Night Wars. That was in a pre-DVR era. That was pre and it was pre-spoiler, you know, yes, pre-internet correct. era. Correct. So, you know, I think that puts a ceiling on it, and it's always going to put a ceiling on it, but you're right. I hope for WWE's sake competition i hope just it survives that that's my goal and less than provide competition i want it to be solid and i want it to survive and i want all those companies to survive because i think the more companies that are on tv the more willing and and the better that they do on smaller stations the more likely we are to see a big station try to get back in eventually all right there you go that's our main event for the week hey uh, we need to tell everybody about wrestlecrate aaron because i know this deal is awesome that we have to offer for uh, jobbing out listeners, I'll tell you, 
that for the wrestling fan in your life, a subscription to WrestleCrate is the perfect gift. Every month, a surprise package of wrestling goodies will appear at their front door with new items from Mattel, Funko, Fat Head Tops, and many more, all starting at $15 a month. Go to WrestlingCrate.com or WrestleCrate.com to subscribe. Now, we're offering something even better to jobbing out listeners. That's right. If you go on and uh, go and sign up for the first time, put in the code JOSENTME, you get 10% off. They just sent out their last month of crate, so you can need to get on it and get on for the next month, June's crate, crate number three. Uh, from People are already starting to get crate number twos, and there are rave reviews right now for the crates that have been sent out this much month. You don't want to miss next month's J-O sent me is the code. J-O sent me. You get 10% off. WrestleCrate.com is the website. When we come back in, we'll be joined by our uh, co-host, our main eventer. Ugh. He is A.J. Francis of the Miami Dolphins, and we're going to preview Elimination Chamber, which comes up Sunday night on the WWE Network. It is jobbing out. My dad calls it snuff. Uncle Jimmy, well, he calls it chew. Most all the guys in my family use it. And I never thought much of it until one of them turned up with cancer. Doctor said he can get rid of it, but not without taking part of his jaw. So I really don't care what they call it. No way is it worth winding up with a hole in my face. Tobacco stops with me. Ready to quit? Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Give your child the ultimate baseball camp experience this summer. At each week-long Ripken Experience Camp, players live and breathe baseball at the nation's finest youth complex. During each week-long camp, Ripken Baseball's elite coaches work alongside former major leaguers to provide an innovative instructional experience. And every camper gets decked out in the latest high-performance gear from Under Armour. Elevate your child's on-field potential with an unforgettable week at the Ripken Experience Aberdeen. Powered by Under Armour. Register now at RipkinBaseball.com slash camps. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. When people rob banks, they call it a crime. But when banks rob people, they call it a service charge. Like ATM fees. Try to take out 20 bucks and the thing says, there will be a $3 service charge. Still want your money? Yes, I want my money! If ATM service charges drive you crazy, you'll be glad to know that Royal Farms ATMs never charge a fee. Not one red cent. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. A banker credit card fee may apply. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. All right, I don't know about you guys, but when my car goes up, there's nothing in the world worse than having to pick up the phone and call my mother-in-law, who I love, and say... Can I ask you a favor? Could you come get me and take me to work? Oh, it's so uncomfortable. That's why I turned to First Choice Automotive in Joppa, 710 Pulaski Highway, 410-676-5552. Free towing with all repairs. Free loaner cars with major repairs. First Choice Automotive, fcautomotive.com. Make them your first choice when it comes to your vehicle.
Segment number two it is. Jobbing out Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and yes, he's back. Uh, like it or not. The main event. Jesus Christ. It took him two seconds. It took him two seconds to start running his mouth. He is the uh, star of the show. We're just the losers. He's H.A. Uh, Francis of the Miami Dolphins and, and star Uber driver in Miami as well. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, brother. Just right now driving back to uh, Fort Lauderdale to get some Z's before this last practice tomorrow. How's, o- how's OTAs going? It's going good, man. I'm just glad to be back out on the field, you know. You forget all the stuff that you – like when you're on IR, uh, yeah, obviously it's cool that you only have to work till like noon every day and all that's fun, but like you forget about – like the little things, like just being out on the field, cracking jokes in between plays, stuff like that. So it's dope. The most important thing, you're using the OTAs to figure out which wrestling taunt you're going to use for your sacks, right? I mean, my plan is to mix in, uh, my plan is to mix in different ones. Like, I'm definitely at one point going to do the HBK pose, no question. Wait, that's Ryan Kerrigan's uh, thing. I'm going to do the Triple H on the apron, spitting water in the air. Um... I'm going to use a bunch of them. I'm definitely going to use uh, the. If I recover a fumble, I'm going to use the urn like the Undertaker. <laughs> Wait, is, is that using the football as a prop where you get 15 yeah, yards? You might for want that? to be careful with that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, so I realized when they announced an extra pay per view, the Elimination Chamber. First of all, I knew that AJ would be really excited. Because the WWE can do no wrong when it comes to AJ Francis. They could do a pay per view every Sunday. And he would not claim that it would water down the product. He would just talk about how lucky we are that we get additional WWE every Sunday. Um, I, also, I also realized it would be problematic because it would mean every time there's a pay-per-view, we have to put AJ on to preview it. So we are going to have to put AJ back on this week. So I said, son of a bitch. All right, we'll do it. Uh, Elimination Chamber coming up on Sunday night. Let's, uh, let's preview it. Let's take a look at everything that's going to happen. Aaron, you guide us through this, and we'll let the, uh, we'll let the star of the show be the first to respond to all these matches. Well, let, let's start with one of the Chamber matches. Let's start with the one that's either, I can't figure out yet if it's going to be really awesome or a complete and utter clusterfuck, but the, tag te- <laughs> the Chamber for the tag team titles potentially involving 12 guys in the Chamber. And... Let me also say, I think it's a travesty that they decided to go with uh, only two members of the New Day in the pod. There's just so much comedic, <laughs> like, opportunities that they left out by not having... Well, like like having them get stuck and, like, trying to get out and just getting stuck in the doorway, something like that? Like, there's, they just left so much on the table. They're going to, by the way, they're going to do something with that. Oh, they're You absolutely. know they're going to figure out a way to do something with that. Oh, yeah. I'm, what I'm figuring is going to happen is... Um, like the second to last team eliminated, when they get eliminated, Xavier Woods is going to weasel his way into the into the pod, and there he's going to like do something, and that's how they're going to retain. It's going to be a cheap win, probably on. I would bet it would either be the primetime players or on uh, uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, so that they can have. I would probably say Tyson Kidd and Cesaro to have it one more time at Money in the Bank because. Let's be honest. Can we not? Uh, who doesn't want to see that again? Oh, oh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. You know, the only we talked about this last week, AJ. The only thing I'm bummed about here is that you have sort of like a the guys that you want to see, and you kind of have a bottom card to this match, right? Like the Ascension really has no business being anywhere near 
what is otherwise to me. I'm, I'm but even but even they are higher than Los Matadores. Well, that's fair. Like neither one of them really belongs in this thing at all because otherwise this is really pre- freaking pretty great. But to be fair, that's kind of the elimination chamber gimmick. There are so many elimination chambers where you have Chris Masters or Carlito right. or uh, Mike one Knox. One of the best elimination chambers there was 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 when Santino almost won yeah. the world heavyweight title. I mean, I guess. I guess you're right. I still would – I want – this is the problem. Right now, I want more of New Day. I want more of Kid and Cesaro. And I want more primetime players. I'm all in on all of them. Well, that. I mean, the, the main problem is there's well, no the Harper reason, and Rowan. I really think they went with the Elimination Chamber, not to try to beat a dead horse uh, or an injured horse, is the fact that Daniel Bryan couldn't, re- couldn't defend the Intercontinental title. So – because of that, they had to come up with a way to get a bunch of guys in a match again that wasn't going to be a ladder match like it was at WrestleMania. And because of that, they, they couldn't, I guess, use the King of the Ring to crown the new Intercontinental Champion. But they had already decided to use that for another reason, so they came up with this. God, you would do because anything. You know, Any opportunity you can get to shit on Daniel Bryan, man. You are <laughs> such a dick. Like, the poor guy has a broken neck, and you can't just leave him alone. Don't get me wrong. I paid my hard-earned money to see him win the WWE World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 30. I love Daniel Bryan. I love him as a performer. I just hate the fact that people think that he's the messiah and that no one else should ever be in a main event other than him. What, what does that mean? He broke his neck for your sins if he's the messiah? <laughs> All right, so so make a pick. Who comes out of this? You're you're going on the record. You think it's going to be one more between Kid and Cesaro and New Day? Uh, well, I don't know if it'll guarantee be that be the finish, but I do believe New Day does retain in the elimination chamber. Yeah, I think they're, they're too great. Man. Yeah, they're, they're too good not to. I I think the the only slight question I have, and it's like two percent chance here, is. Why are they keeping Harper and Rowan out of this? Is this so they can quickly get into be the number one contenders at Money in the Bank? And if so, can't really have New Day versus Harper and Rowan. Though you could have New Day versus Kid and Cesaro versus Harper and Rowan. What I what I think that might happen is Harper and Rowan come in during the match, and that's also when Xavier Woods would weasel his way in as well. But I think if Harper and Rowan come in and just attack Kid and Cesaro. You could have, for the first time in a very long time, a feud involving tag teams that weren't wasn't over the tag team title. Yeah, you you could do that, and and that would be the hope is that you know eventually, because you know say what you will, you know you talk Glenn, you talk about the Ascension, you talk about Los Matadores. There are you know if you count the the meta powers, there are eight teams. I don't. On, well, whatever, but they 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 exist. There are eight teams on the roster. I can't remember the last time there were eight no, teams on the roster. You. I just wish the better ones oh, were in yes. this match. Well, Look, the better ones are in the match. I'm, I'm, well, yeah. All right. I'm with you guys, by the way. They're too hot. You cannot mess with what you have going right now with New Day. It is. It, this is, as I said last week, one of the more inexplicable 180-degree turns that we've ever seen in the WWE to go from not even disliked but just non-existent. The New Day was nothing. It didn't exist. A few months ago. Now, it is absolutely one of the reasons why you're tuning in on Monday nights. It is one of and your favorite. And it's crazy to me because the thing about them is, I thought that them getting the belts, well, I didn't think they had a shot at taking the belts from Ken Cesaro. Because I thought Ken Cesaro were going to have a long reign. But there must have been something 
this is why I always tell you, Triple H and Vince McMahon know better than we do, more often than not. But they must have saw something to think if we give these guys the belt, which gives them instant validation, I honestly think they'll be able to do something with it. And they did. And I can't believe that they were able to do it so well. I mean, and, and there's definitely, there's money in the chase there. You know, typically you want, if you have a red-hot heel, you know, you want them to have the belt so you can have that chase. It usually, you know, becomes a better storyline that way. I, I said, it happened a little bit earlier. It almost happened where, you know, they were starting to get hot as a heel, but then they got the titles and it, and it elevated them. As you said, normally you would kind of wait till they get to the very pinnacle before giving the titles, and it, it worked out this time. Exactly. So I think New Day retain. retain. Yeah. yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. All right, let's get to the next match here. This is the uh, probably the oddest match on the card. Uh, Bo Dallas and Neville. It seemed like both of those guys might have ended up in the Intercontinental Chamber, but instead they're having the singles match, which is simultaneously cool because they should have a good match. They have some good matches in NXT. At the same time, why are they out doing their own thing and not in the Chamber? Because... Because uh, the the WWE is doing something with Neville that they haven't done in a long time that a lot of you smarts complain about them doing is putting belts on guys too quick or putting them in the title picture too quick before you allow them to build themselves up. And guess what? That's what they're doing with Neville. They're allowing him to get a good, clean victory in a, I'm assuming it's going to be a good match versus both Dallas because they did have good matches in NXT. And at the same time, when they do that, it gets Neville another bump. It gets Bo Dallas some more work. They can do another match at Money in the Bank, and it could be a nice little feud that builds up both guys and keeps them both out of the title picture because, let's be honest, Neville doesn't need to be the Intercontinental Champion anytime soon. Okay, he doesn't need that right now. That's not the kind There are guys like, if you want to put the Intercontinental title on a plateau, someone like Dolph Ziggler or Rusev, one of those guys who are one of the main players on the roster, has to win that belt in replace of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And I you know what? I'm I'm actually disagreeing with, with Aaron on this one. I I like this. I like Neville and Bo Dallas together to begin oh, yeah. with. Oh, like I yeah. like that a lot. And I don't think Neville needs to be in that place right now in order to continue building to whatever he's going to be to become. And yeah, and also we guys talk about why is Los Matadores in the tag team chamber, which is a valid argument. But why would Bo Dallas be anywhere near deserving the Intercontinental Title Chamber? Uh, it, it would have been less Bo Dallas, more than Neville. The fact that he had been, he, you know, he had been around Barrett, he had been around Sheamus, he had been around right, Ziggler for so logical. many weeks true. that it it's, seemed like that's the. True, but at the same time, you want obviously Los Matadores is the and the Ascension also, I guess, are guys you know aren't going to win. But you don't want too many guys in a chamber match you know aren't going to win. Yeah. For the instance, our truth is already not going to win the Intercontinental Title. You, you have no faith in our truth, man. Come I tell you, on, you man. keep saying that. There's been a lot of, I, I, man. I'm not going to stand for this. Our truth is great, and fuck yeah. anyone who doesn't Don't agree with me. Our truth is great. I went to the, we all went to the pay per view that he main evented with a John. Right, right, dude. I'm, I'd be in if they gave it to our truth. I wouldn't even laugh at it. I think it would be awesome. I'm so pissed off <laughs> that we've allowed our truth to become this like we mock 
R-Truth. That's, that's bullshit. R-Truth has been great for a long time. I'm, I can't believe I'm we're, the guy we're, doing we're this. Getting, we're getting, oh, too, right. we're yeah, getting too far ahead of ourselves. The one more thing I want to bring up about this Bo Dallas Neville. This is the first time that they've had two guys from NXT, and they've been liberally referencing their past. Like, this whole right. feud is based on the fact that Basically, they, they've said it over and over again that Neville took the title from Bo Dallas back in NXT. This is the first time we've seen that, and it's just really interesting to and, note. And you want to know why, though? Tell us why, AJ. Because the reason that's the case is because Vince finally sees that Triple H knows what the hell he's doing down there. And so because of that, they're not trying to separate it. Vince is trying to get some rub off on how hot NXT is with fans as it goes up into Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Because if NXT is loved by all the smarts, that means when all the guys come up and you mention things from them, like right now, you're loving the fact that they're bringing up that he took the title from Bo Dallas. There's a lot of guys like you that watch NXT that would maybe say, oh, this is a throwaway match. But now, because they bring up stuff from NXT, people actually kick her. I mean that's fair. Yep, that's fair. I'm 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 not opposed to it. I think that this is, I think the bigger picture is what you're talk, you've talked about recently, Aaron, which is if they're trying to turn NXT into a third brand, if they're trying to elevate NXT, then it makes sense to talk about the guys that are on your roster and reference their NXT history. Mm-hmm. That builds and that adds the NXT brand. Yep. Um, yeah, who's well, winning, by the way? Uh, I got Neville. One hundred percent. I one hundred percent believe that's the plan. Who's winning this match, AJ? Uh, I'm going to go with Neville. I think that's, there's a no-brainer there. The only I could see maybe uh, Bo Dallas win like super cheap, like super duper cheap. Mm-hmm. But like I could never. I just can't see Neville. He's too hot. They, they're trying to build him up at this point. I just think Neville has to win this match. Yeah, yeah I, I think he does. I agree. I, I agree. I, I agree, and and I agree with you that if. If you told me that Bo Dallas wins here, and since Money in the Bank is in two weeks now, again, right. we're having another two weeks, that he quickly gets that win back, sure, I could see that. It just depends on what they want to do with Neville at that pay-per-view. Um, since we just talked about it a little bit, Intercontinental title, chamber match, uh, there has been a wrinkle thrown into that this week in that Rusev is injured. We don't know if he's competing. Uh, we don't know how hurt he is. We know it's a lower leg injury, possibly an ankle injury. We don't know if it's going to be a you know day-to-day thing, if it's a month thing, or if it's a summer thing. But uh, we don't know what the situation is with Rusev when he had to be considered one of the two favorites in the match going in. Go ahead, AJ. Um, I'm thinking I, I can't go against Dolph here, man. I just can't. It's I the, couldn't possibly. Dolph, it, is, Dolph, to me, is uh, my... Other than Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, Dolph is my favorite guy on the roster. So, to me, I think he has to win this match. And if your plan was to elevate the Intercontinental title by giving it to Daniel Bryan, right? You, the next guy on that list under Daniel Bryan, who was the guy on the ladder that Daniel Bryan knocked off? That was Dolph Ziggler. No, no, no. It, it makes it. I, would, think, it I think Dolph has to win this. It's the most logical thing to do to try to get your next Daniel Bryan, right? Like that would be the most logical thing. And he's the the the. The, what do you call it, the white meat baby face? Yes. He's that guy. Yes. It makes all the sense in the world. Now, all that being said, I, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. For whatever reason, and I've told you before, I don't understand it at all. Ryback is way over. <laughs> he is way, over. way 
over. And it doesn't... People love to yell feed me more. It's, it's, it, it, it's the chant. Any sort of chance. I mean, I hear you. I just cannot... He's got nothing else. That's it. <laughs> That's where it ends with Ryback. He's got a chant and then nothing. Zero. And I don't understand. The thing is, Ryback gets a bum rap, I think, from a lot of guys. Ryback has put on some good matches. He, he has. It's just nothing phenomenal. There's nothing that really, you know, he can put on the good match, but it's not like you're saying, oh, you know, you, he hasn't put on any five-star matches. He's just put on a, lo- a series of very solid matches. Nothing has really majorly stuck out about him, but like Glenn said, he's very over. Um, it, it would be an interesting choice because Ryback for ever now has kind of been, you know, that guy who you could kind of credibly put in that upper mid card, but he's it's never nothing. But he's, he's never gone for the mid card title. You know, he went straight from beating up jobbers to going for the title. That he went back down to the tag division and then he went away and then he kind of muddled around, but he's never been solidly in this uh, in this level. Okay, and he's never won anything. He's he's never had a belt. At some point, you have to give the right. guy some credibility, right. right? Right. Like you have to do something for him so he comes off credibly. I'm gonna say Ryback. That's gonna be my call. Here's. That's, that's I mean, one of the, I mean, the big question going into it is what's, I mean, because clearly the star of the Intercontinental Elimination Chamber has been Lana. Like, what is her role in all this? I was convinced, and I, before the injury, I was very convinced that this was going to end up being a huge swerve, and she was going to rejoin Rusev at, Dude, at the I'm chamber. going to say the same thing before you, you <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the expert, and you're just a football player. I hate you so much. <laughs> But uh, now with the injury, I don't know what the deal is with Lana. I don't know what the plans are. And the, the one thing that, has my, that really has my eyebrows raising that makes me think, uh-oh, A, Rusev was supposed to win this, the rumor as to who would replace him right now, and it's, it's, very, you know, it's very much a rumor, would be Bray Wyatt. I mean, I... That would, be, that would throw a huge wrinkle into all of this because I don't know why you would put him in the match. If he wasn't going to win, no, it's a great point. It's a great point. What what do you have to accomplish with that? No, I I like it. I mean, well, here's the thing though: if if, if you saying that, but at the same time, Bray Wyatt's never won a title either. So Bray Wyatt has way more credibility at this point in his career than Ryback does. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if he's in the match, if that's the guy you're going with there, because you could, you know, conceivably put anybody into that match. And it would make sense. You could even put Neville and have him double dip or whatever, and right. it wouldn't. If you're putting, if you're going out of your way and choosing Bray Wyatt for that, there's a reason for it, and it's probably because you want him to win, or either that, or you're planning on setting up a big feud. I think that, um, you know, who it's going to be is going to say a lot about what their plans were going on this. And for all we know, we're talking about nothing. We're talking in circles, and Rusev is going to compete and going to win or not win at Elimination Chamber. It's just hard to say, but um, it definitely throws a big wrinkle into it, that, his whole injury. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm still going with Dolph. I'm going with Ziggles. All right, and what's, and what's your official call, Aaron? Uh, I'm going with Rusev Aries replacement. Whoever replaces Rusev. I, I'm saying Rusev or, is or, if he's in. Whoever's okay. in that spot okay. is, is who right. I'm taking. Very Nothing good. will make me happier. <laughs> Where is this pay-per-view at? Uh, Corpus Christi, Cor- yeah. Corpus Christi, because it's an old arena in one of the because they have to have an old arena to do the elimination chamber because new arenas can't accommodate it. Um, Nothing would make me happier than if they replace him with like Zack Ryder. 
<laughs> Speaking of Zack Ryder, did, did you guys, well, I know Glenn did NXT this week, Zack Ryder, potentially a team with our boy Mojo Rawley. Ooh. That just that seems like a fun team. tag like team. Yeah. That, that's just, it's something I never knew I needed until I saw them <laughs> tweeting pictures of each other at TakeOver, but it makes so much sense. Like uh, next match, Divas title, triple threat, Nikki, Paige, and Naomi. Um, I think the Bellas are the moneymaker in the division, in the Divas division right now. You know, I think maybe you have, if you wanted to give Naomi the belt, but you didn't want her to have to pin Divas, you could have her go over on Paige cheap and Paige same way. You could have her go over on Naomi and not have to, uh, and not have to pin Nikki and then start a feud with Paige and the Bellas. But like, I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I can't see. She's had the belt for so long at this point. I think Nikki retains. Yeah, my, my th- Naomi is, you know, she's interesting right now. She's the most compelling she's ever been. Her partnership with Tamina, despite the fact that Tamina and Paige put on a god-awful match on Raw. I don't know what happened there, but they were not on the same page at all. Um, Naomi with Tamina as her backup is really interesting. And I could see them saying, okay, let, let's give Naomi a shot here. See if she can get over with the title. Give, give her that little bit of boost there and see if that gets her fully over. The whole face-heel dynamics of this match still doesn't make any sense because uh, you got Paige doing all sorts of nonsense. You don't know what to expect from any of them, which kind of muddles the picture a little bit. Uh, I'd say Nikki's a favorite. If Naomi win won, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Me neither. I think that it, it, Naomi deserves the opportunity, right? Like, she should have already had a chance to do this, and especially the way they booked her where all she's done is you know, pin Nikki for the last three months. I mean, she should already been the Divas champion at some point. But I think what AJ is referring to, if you're going to do this after Nikki's had it for a while, a surprise elimination chamber pay-per-view is probably not the place to do it. That that if you're going to make a title change, that you're you're holding out for SummerSlam well, now. it depends. Because if this is, you know, okay, this is your big money yeah, pitch for the network right. and you want to say, okay, but, look, we're going to have some but surprise here. is the Divas here. Championship going to be what gets you to, to jump back on the, the network? No, not necessarily. But at the same time, you got to think that they are looking at this the same way they looked at Survivor Series back in November when they had it free. As that was the last weekend of November. They were like, okay, we need to get something to bring people in. So we're going to give you Sting. Obviously, they're not doing Sting here or anything to that magnitude. But I feel like they're going to try to do something a little bit more than they did at, say, Payback. Maybe maybe you're right. I just don't think this is going to be where it happens. I think that Nikki retains as well. Next. Uh, next is the, you know, I talked about it ad nauseum last week, what my thoughts were about it. Uh, Kevin Owens, John Cena, non-title match. Uh, a lot of questions about this one. Is Kevin Owens going to stay up after this match? You know, what's the reasoning for it? Should this have gone on longer, you know, a longer feud before we actually got the match? Uh, so there's a lot of questions about it, and I could see the match going a number of different ways. Um, I think, uh, oh, man, I, I don't know, man. There's been so many times where, like, an NXT guy gets a bump, and then when he gets up, they, like, put him back, like, like um, at the uh, at uh, the WrestleMania, when uh, Tommy came up, and guess what? He was like knocked out super quick by Big Show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just can't, I just can't see Kevin Owens winning this match over John Cena. I just can't. Which which leads to the I question: 
it, it, why are you doing this match if it, you're just bringing him up oh, for but two But you are putting though. him in that category. You yeah. are putting him in a match with John Cena. But but you're doing a unnecessary call-up because he's still the NXT champion, so we know he's going to be on NXT for the next three months at least. So why are you calling him up if it's just to... I guess it would, you know, if he lost... I don't even know how he... You can't lose to Cena uncleanly. But, uh, you know... Why is he in the match if it's not going to win? Why is this match happening? I, I you know I, I question why it's happening. Period. At this point, but especially if you're just calling him up, he's going to lose to Cena and go back to NXT. What's the deal? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing is, you 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 come across a point where if he does win and he beats Cena, which I guess it would validate and it would it would. It would give NXT another bump. Like they're in the business right now of elevating NXT and bringing up NXT and showing all the NXT guys and all that stuff. That's one way to get NXT over. Like, okay, well, John Cena's the United States champion, and his spot on Raw is one of the best spots to watch on Raw every single week right now. And you have the NXT champion come up and beat him. Ah, oh, man. I, I, you know what? I'm going Kevin Owens. You're, you're not, hang on a second. I got a question for you. Is John Cena in this match? Is anybody? Match? Is John Cena competing in this match? No. Last time I checked. <laughs> John Cena wins. <laughs> LOL Cena wins. That, that's I mean, pretty much. For God's much. sakes. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, that, that's. You really. Spoiler. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoiler Cena wins. I win, yes. Um, I just. Again, you know, this goes back to the fact that I don't think this match should be happening right now. They should have been giving, you know, they should have given more rope to it. I'm going to disagree with you on this, only because we know the reason why it's happening. It's happening because they did this last second elimination chamber thing, and it gives them an opportunity to get people interested. And I feel like I'm you right now saying, oh, they screwed this up before. We have, like, role (laughs) reversed here. No, but I'm not saying it makes it okay. I just think we know why it is that's happening, and... In honesty, I want to see Kevin Owens. Why are we waiting for Kevin Owens at this point? I think that part of the problem you have is that Kevin Owens is not young. He's not a young dude. You cannot do a your... prolonged build with this I guy. Mean, I, I guess here's the big question in all of this. Can you have a scenario where he's routinely on Raw, if not every week, every other week, something like that, while still being NXT champion? Hypothetically, you yeah. could because yes. they do the monthly tapings so they don't need him on the road. Would it be awkward at all? For him to be having his feuds with uh, Samoa Joe down in NXT while also feuding with Cena or whoever else on Raw, would that get awkward at all? No. No, because I think the, the fact of having Samoa Joe come up and be his next immediate feud gives him the opportunity to lose the belt really fast after getting it really fast and it not making it look like a rush job to get him up to Raw. I agree. I mean, but at the same time, he's probably not facing Joe until August. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. So I, when I went to NXT and I saw the taping, Titus O'Neil was there, and he had been on every Raw and SmackDown the month before. Well, that that's a little different than being, you know, NXT champion and being in a solid feud, you know, where things could change. That's the, that's the big thing. Can you, if you are going to tape four at once? you might be changing feuds unless you're just going to have one feud throughout the summer and constantly talking about Cena throughout the summer. If you're mentioning it on NXT, that could get awkward down the line. It's a little trickier than it sounds, 
but I don't know. Hey, here's also here's also also the thing that people are overlooking completely. The fact that this is a non-title match is actually perfect for the role that Cena's playing right now. Why? Because if he's going to defend the title every week, but then still have to maintain a feud with somebody he's going to give the title shot to at a pay-per-view, then you have to work off other things. When he has no, when he has a non-title match coming up at a pay-per-view, he can not have to worry about feuding with other people, and he can have matches with anybody with just for the intent of having a good match and not having it to play into something else. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know that I love it, but that's true. Look, I. I, I think that it's okay for Kevin Owens to come up and lose to John Cena. I get it. It's quick. I think it's okay. I think he can survive this. Um, I probably started with my feelings being like yours, Aaron, but I think I've sold myself on the idea of Kevin Owens has looked strong. I don't even think that losing can make him look that bad yeah. at this point. And I think that the bigger issue is that it can you make him viable quickly? Can you make him a viable top guy quickly not a guy that's going to come up and 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 sort of be middling, you know. You know, you know what I would probably do. I would, I hate to, especially with if they're billing it as a quote unquote big match. I, I might have a DQ ending. I might have Owens just snap and beat the absolute shit out of Cena, and make him look strong, make him look like oh my god, he's the guy who absolutely killed Cena, and go go with that. Okay. Okay, I like that. Let's uh, we gotta we gotta move forward. Let's what's what's last? Is it, we have one, anything else or is it just the title match? Just, just the title match left. Yeah. So um, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. We got the resumption of you know it was pretty much the, one of the big feuds of 2014. Though they haven't been billing it as such, which is kind of weird. You would think that they would try to go back and say like, hey, look, we were killing each other at Hell in a Cell. This didn't get resolved then. I'm resolving it now. But they haven't even really mentioned it, other than the fact that they're with the they were with the Shield. Didn't really mention their one-on-one feud at all. And it, it just felt weird. I think that's part of the fact that it was only you know two weeks between pay-per-views. But it's had a slightly odd feeling to it. You agree, to AJ, or you you think I'm crazy? Uh, no, I don't think they need to bring up the fact that they feuded before. I mean, what they're doing right now is good enough. Like, you bring up other stuff to add validity to what you're doing now. But what they have right now is red hot. So, like, do you really need to bring that up again? Like, it, Dean Ambrose is the hottest thing in WWE right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't really need to do that. I'm I'm with you. I, there's nothing be- they're doing better. Well... I don't know that I love what they did with him on Monday night, but other than that, Dean Ambrose is the hottest thing, absolutely. Yeah, I would say Dean Ambrose... It kills me to say this, but I think this is all a play for Roman Reigns to be the new face of the authority. Man, I love it. I, I love it. I, I like it. I love it. I just, I, because, I wonder why you're pulling the trigger now when you've had so many opportunities. I think Seth Rollins with the authority is getting to the point where maybe you want to get away from that. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking as them. And even though it's still working, I'm not saying it's not working, but maybe you want to start to get away from that to give Seth Rollins a shot as a babyface because it's clear as soon as he becomes a babyface, people are going to cheer for him. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's not, you don't have to worry about that part of it. And then they're they're playing up too much how much friends. Right. Yeah, Roman, yeah, Roman definitely. It, it is not, it makes absolute zero sense that Roman Reigns would come out to help oh, at the end of the show, yeah. like, to, to buy him so some I'm time. I'm thinking what happens is, I'm thinking what happens is, Seth Rollins beats Dean Ambrose here, cheap. 
Seth Rollins beats Dean Ambrose at Money in the Bank cheap again. Roman Reigns wins Money in the Bank. Dean Ambrose gets one more shot at SummerSlam win. Dean Ambrose gets a cash in on him from Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the new champ at SummerSlam at back in the authority with the backing of the authority. I kind of love it. it uh, yeah, it I kind of love it. But where? How does Brock Lesnar fit into that? You know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's in there. But I, well, Brock Lesnar can still. Th- that makes perfect sense because Matt he's not going to go after Rollins. He's going yeah, after the Authority. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar comes back and is pissed about how Seth Rollins did that. Uh, the o- I mean, my only issue with it is just Seth Rollins is such a good heel. He's right a really now. good heel. He's so the the uh, the line Justin Bieber is the greatest artist of our generation. Yep. It's like the greatest heel line of all time. Yeah. Exactly. What the you thing sh- is, he can stay a heel. He doesn't have to break from the authority and then become a babyface. He can stay a heel right. and break from the authority. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I definitely then, agree with and you. And then when Brock Lesnar comes back as the face. Then you have that, and then once he's done with Lesnar, then he can become a face. For example, he could come back and put some stupid beads in his beard. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great thing that he could do to become a, a, a heel. Um, look, I can't see a scenario where Seth Rollins loses on no. Sunday night. I just don't think it makes any sense. I don't. No. I, I think you and I talked before that it, it is a little bit tough to have Dean Ambrose potentially go through two losses back-to-back within the span of three weeks to Seth Rollins, but he is so hot that I think he can survive it, and I think he can build towards... I just don't know exactly what he's supposed by, to be. By the way, what now since I have uh, AJ, what's your thoughts on the fact that you know they they keep billing him? He's he's the lunatic fridge. He's crazy, but he's feels he's, like almost he's more stand up. He's more stand not even just an idiot. He's more stand up comedian now than doing things crazy. Like he's the guy out there cracking jokes. They're great jokes. They're good one liners, but they just. They shouldn't be coming from his character, at least in my mind. Do you do you think Why? I'm? Why? Because. What do you mean the the Rock's character was was never billed as the lunatic fringe? Yeah, but the Rock was this badass jock that like was part of the corporate entity and was supposed to be the ideal of what you had, and he would make penis jokes. I get what I get what Aaron's saying though. He's I think that Ambrose is he's he's having a little bit of an identity crisis here. Stone Cold was supposed to be the biggest badass of all time. And he would drive. He would like drive zambonis and like weird stuff like that. Like, well, yeah, but t- typically he drove that over cars and stuff. Well, but I, and I think that the clothesline district man is is one hundred percent supposed to be funny. But what I, I here's what I'm saying though. I think when when Austin would drive a zamboni, he was doing it for the purpose of using it to even things up, right? That you could logically say. In, no one, no if, one can stop him on the way to the ring. Right, whereas, whereas Ambrose is only using these things for the sake of having props. You know, he's, he's coming out in a police officer's outfit. Like. Right. I think that you do – I, I am worried that what you, you have the potential to have a Stone Cold or CM Punk type character with Dean Ambrose – but they don't know how to do that anymore. That that what they end up getting is more what what it's what it's starting to remind me a little bit of. Not yet. It's not there yet. But I'm a little concerned. It's going down this road. Is Sheamus when he was on his right. face run? Right. That's. I'm worried about that too. But we all you agree Dean are, Ambrose is going to win. Are the most er, so, ever. No, no, no. You know you're, what? Uh-huh. You're worrying about things that are like so minute. Dean Ambrose is red hot right now. You don't have. What, what do you have to worry about? I, I am not worry. getting worried. Yeah, right correct on. that he ends up becoming Sheamus. Yeah, because Sheamus was this hot as a face. You're absolutely correct. Everything <laughs> you just said was good. You're such a dick. I hate you. All right, God, so Seth Rollins wins. God, I hate you. Oh, don't ever come back, Seth please. 
right. Seth we're we're going to talk to this guy in two weeks again. I know. For fuck's sake. They need to have far fewer pay-per-views. This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, plug the YouTube show. What's going on with that? Yo, dude. Yeah, man. It's, um, uh, it's called Have Drive. Basically, I interview people that I get rides with. Um, I, I have five episodes up now. My, the best episode of all is coming up later, uh, later this weekend. Um, it's the sixth episode. I've uh, got this uh, guy that I drove to his job at Party City, and he was the coolest person that I <laughs> whipped around. And we had the, you know those times where you just meet somebody, and, like, you guys have the same sense of humor, so you crack the same kind of jokes with each other? Yeah. Like, Wait, he Ubered to work? It was just, like, natural, and it was so funny. It's going to be so great. Um, and then, you know, later this weekend, I'm also doing one with another one of my teammates, Olivier Vernon. Um, defensive end probably going to end up going to the Pro Bowl this year. He's a it's been pretty good talent, and yeah. I'm dealing with him. So there's a lot of uh, stuff that you can watch on there. There's a lot of time. Basically, I'm like trying to match the WWE Network with my content. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I'm like trying to put as much up there. You need another thirty years of that, buddy. Yeah, don't don't threaten the WWE. You know, make sure you get in. Make sure you plug something <laughs> WWE related too, because uh, you know that's 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 your real star, right? That's uh, that's where you're really headed. Hey, um, uh, uh, real quick, um, on, on a scale of one to Charlie Sheen, the drunkest person that you picked up so far was what? Um, you know, I only work during the day, so I haven't really picked up anyone drunk. But the last episode um, that I put on there was these guys, uh, Jake and Zach, that I picked up. And I'll just say that they smelled like quiet time. Yeah, I'll I'll do exactly that. All right, at AJ Francis four ten on Twitter, uh, give him a follow. He is the main event here on Jobbing the Out. Main event. <sighs> God, it pisses me off. All right, buddy. I, I I hate you, but in some weird way, I also love you, and I appreciate you taking the time as always. No problem. All right, enough of that. Yeah, yeah. M- moving, moving from one DC area high schooler, we're oh, going to right. another DC area high that's schooler. Right. A couple of Maryland guys on the show today. Uh, coming up in segment number three, Moose from Ring of Honor, or uh, formerly Quinnaginica of the Atlanta Falcons, and before that, Syracuse, and before that, Damatha. He will join us. Tell us about the uh, Ring of Honor and the TV jail, as well as. Uh, uh, I want to ask him some questions about, you know, like guys that he thinks could make good wrestlers that were football players. So we'll do that next. It's episode 12 of Jobbing Out. It's brought to you by WrestleCrate. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Yep, that's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge to use their ATMs. We don't. Our ATMs are surcharge free, so you can always get cash for nothing because there is no fee. Anytime at all Royal Farms ATMs. A bank or credit card fee may apply. Give your child the ultimate baseball camp experience this summer. At each week-long Ripken Experience Camp, players live and breathe baseball at the nation's finest youth complex. During each week-long camp, Ripken Baseball's elite coaches work alongside former major leaguers to provide an innovative instructional experience. And every camper gets decked out in the latest high-performance gear from Under Armour. Elevate your child's on-field potential with an unforgettable week at the Ripken Experience Aberdeen. 
powered by Under Armour. Register now at ripkinbaseball.com slash camps. Don't be the guy that has to call your mother-in-law like I've had to in the past and beg for a ride when something's wrong with your vehicle. Take it to First Choice Automotive in Joppa. 410-676-5552. Dave and Chrissy know your car is your life. Free loaner cars with major repairs. Free towing to and from at First Choice Automotive. 410-676-5552 on the web. FCAutomotive.com. Get more than the score in a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. My dad calls it snuff. Uncle Jimmy, well, he calls it chew. Most all the guys in my family use it, and I never thought much of it until one of them turned up with cancer. Doctor said he can get rid of it, but not without taking part of his jaw. So I really don't care what they call it. No way is it worth winding up with a hole in my face. Tobacco stops with me. Ready to quit? Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fatheads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Final segment, it is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and a local guy, done good in the professional wrestling world. Aaron, we got a really cool guest that we're going to bring on now. Absolutely. NFL player turned Ring of Honor star. And uh, first of all, Moose, uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, obviously big news for you guys over there at Ring of Honor. What was your uh, thoughts when you heard the news that you guys are moving to Destination America? Um, that's definitely great news. We get to reach out to more viewers. That's always great news. Um, more people get to see um, what Ring of Honor wrestling is. Um, it is the best wrestling in the planet. And um, more fans get to see it. You know, the, the, one of the things we were talking about earlier in the show is how we had no idea this was coming. Did you guys have any idea that something like this was I coming? I had no idea it was coming. Uh, I found out when I got a million mentions on Twitter about it. That's how I find out. Well, it's not a bad way to find out. It's good news. A lot of times you get a million messages on Twitter, it's not a good thing. I guess that's not a bad thing to be getting a million messages about. Right. <laughs> hey, but it definitely was surprising, and it was good. Uh, and I can see why um, we had no... Maybe somebody had knew about it, but um, I didn't personally know about it. Well, I can see where they could, they have to keep stuff like that in secret there because if one person knows and it starts on their buddies and before you know it, it's not a surprise anymore. Yeah, no. But um, it's definitely great news, and I mean, I like how they went about not telling anybody about it. So it'll be, be a big surprise. Are, are you expecting any changes to come for what you guys do, knowing now that there is a cable TV audience that they're going to be looking to pull numbers. Do you think this will change the way you guys go about doing shows at all, or do you think, hey, look, the product's good. We're just going to continue doing it exactly the same way? Oh, I mean, no change. I mean, 
it's business as usual. I mean, the tapings are still going to be the same. The way we perform is still going to be the same. The um, storylines are still going to be the same. Um, I mean, we strongly believe we have the best wrestling on the planet, so if it's not broke, go out fix it. He is Moose from Ring of Honor. He joins us here on Jobbing Out, Monumental Network. Len Clark, Aaron Oster with you. Um, Moose, when you talk about having the best wrestling on the planet, I feel like this is something that's being justified more and more, that, that the more you see the success that Ring of Honor guys are having at, at higher levels and the more that you see guys maybe now even choosing to stick with Ring of Honor when they have other options on the table like the Briscoes recently, are, are you guys settling into a place where you can feel confidently like, you know, sure, we all know what WWE is. We know how they're, you know, they're making a lot of money in that place. But do you feel confidently now that you guys have your piece of the pie? And whether you call that number two or what, whatever it is that it is, do you feel confident in where Ring of Honor is right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and you, you you had a good example, like the Briscoe brothers, um, myself, deciding to stay at Ring of Honor just because um, the, the way it's changed over the years. I mean, Ring of Honor used to be just a small-time indie company, and throughout the years we've gone to where we are now, where we're in our big national um, TV station. Um, yeah, so I feel like uh, we're, we're only going to continue to go up, and we're only going to continue to grow and reach more audience, and you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we might get to, we might get to a point where we're having pay-per-views every month instead of every three, four months, you know? I mean, um, Ring of Honor is definitely growing, and, and I mean, I, could, I just see big things in our future. Speaking of WWE, there were rumors over the past week that you were offered a chance to be part of Tough Enough, and you turned it uh, down. You wanted to, say w you wanted to uh, stay in Ring of Honor. Any truth to that, and what was the uh, thought process there? Uh, first of all, it's crazy how people stalk these rumors or where they hear the information from. But um, in a way that was true, and in a way it was kind of... I, can't, I, don't, I really don't want to get into that because I don't want to talk, say anything about WWE or... Say and say anything that somebody could take it out of context, and I could create some kind of heat or whatever. So I'd rather just leave that alone. But um, there was a lot of reasons why I decided to stay in Ring of Honor than to play with my other options. And first of all, that was the first company, big company that ever gave me a shot. I have a lot of friends there. Um, I'm happy with everybody there. They treat me really good. And I mean, it was almost an easy decision to make. Um, but I did have, I had other options and I decided to stick with where I currently was at because that's where I'm happy and that's where I've learned who I am and they, they gave me my first chance. So I had to, in other words, stay loyal to family. You talk about them being the first company to give you a chance. Uh, you started in the NFL for several years. I believe you spent seven years in the NFL, and a lot of guys going from the NFL to wrestling are thinking WWE or bust. Uh, how did you end up in Ring of Honor? I guess it was about a year ago at this point. Um, I did a tryout, a tryout camp slash seminar, which, by the way, they're having another one June, I want to say June 
13th and 14th. I actually just saw so this. Did, Kevin Kelly put it out. It is the 13th and 14th. You're right. Yeah. Um, I did do a tryout slash seminar. And honestly, when I went to the seminar slash tryout, I went not thinking I was going to get signed. I thought it was a big work. Um, but when I got there, um, those guys, which is Delirious and Kevin Kelly and Bob Evans and Steve Carino, the Briscoes, Jay Lethal, they saw something in me that I obviously didn't see in myself. And um, a couple of months down the road, they offered me a contract. It's pretty remarkable. When did you know you wanted to do this, Moose? This is such a fascinating story. We actually have our usually our third co-host, who unfortunately, because he's in uh, uh, OTAs right now, has to call in for segments instead. He's a Gonzaga boy, too. Right. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, our buddy A.J. Francis from the Dolphins, um, you know, he talks a lot about, like, he knows that he would love to do something like professional wrestling. Um, was it something that you always had in mind as you were playing football, or was it something that sort of came up and uh, you sort oh, of said, oh, no, 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 I was always a big wrestling fan um, since I was 10 years old. It was always something I knew I wanted to do. I just, unfortunately, and it's sad that I say unfortunately, because football is something a lot of people dream dream about doing, but unfortunately, I had to put that dream on hold because I had a great opportunity ahead of me to do stuff that only a few people in the world do, which was play football. So I had to put my number one dream on hold to chase a dream of society, I guess you would say that, which is playing in the in um, National Football League. That's interesting. That's, that's really interesting. Do you ever... Um do you lament not getting a further opportunity in football at all, or are you completely at peace now saying, hey, look, I've got some great opportunities to do things in professional wrestling. This is all that matters to I me. Mean, I mean, I, was, I, I, played, I did a lot of football. I played seven years, all the over 20 games. I mean, I've done a lot of football. Um, it's just one of those things where I accomplished that goal, that short-term goal, and now I'm accomplishing my long-term goal, chasing a dream, in which I haven't the goals I've set out for wrestling, I haven't even started to reach reach those goals yet. I'm just starting. So, um, we'll see. I mean, it was just one of those things where wrestling is always what I wanted to do, and um, luckily I had the chance to pursue that dream. You started wrestling about, I guess it was a year ago at this point, and you're already, you're coming up at the next uh, iPay-Per-View. You're going to be the number one contender match for the Ring of Honor title. You represented Ring of Honor in the Lucha World Cup this past weekend. Does it, do you kind of look back at where you were a year ago and kind of marvel sometimes? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's one of those things where when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, I've came a, a long way, and... As I look forward, I'm like, wow, I still have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, definitely um, for, for what I've done in a year, it is kind of, um, it wows me sometimes. But, when I, like I said, as I look ahead of me, I'm like, I still have a long, long, long miles of ways to go to accomplish some of the goals I've set aside for me in wrestling. So um, I'm definitely humbled about it. Uh, I'm, I thank God every day for it. And I know I have to keep chopping wood. Um, more uh, detrimental to your health, professional football or professional wrestling? Uh, oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I guess I would say professional football. Because um, uh, yeah, I'll say professional football because, it's, believe it or not, there's more impact to okay. your joints and 
um, to your head. I mean, you know you got the concussion problem going on in football. There's actually a legal case for that right now. So I, I would say professional football, but it's, it's pretty close. You, did you slim down? I mean, I, you, did you, where did you play at when you were playing football? Were you at 300 or over 300, and where are you now? Uh, um, when I first got into the NFL, I was 290. Wow. And when I left the NFL, I was 322. Okay. And now I'm about 280. Man, that's a pretty drastic change, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't come just by, like, walking in and trying to cut weight for a week, I would imagine. Like, nah, it's, it definitely when I decided that I was going to take this step and make this, do this for real, I definitely had to clean up my diet and hit the gym a few times a week and hit cardio pretty hard. And um, even though I'm not exactly where I want to be, um, look-wise, I'm still working. And um, I'm going to keep keep on my diet, try to keep it as clean as possible and keep working out hard in the gym. Which is more nerve-wracking for you, walking out on that field in front of mm. 70,000, 80,000 people for the first time or walking, get a spotlight on you at the ECW arena in front of 1,500? Oh, it's, different. it's a different kind of pressure. Um, you in wrestling, is a pressure to entertain, and in football, is a pressure to, to, to win. So it's, it's two different kind of pressures. It's a little easier walking down... Um, down the aisle, down the ramp for a wrestling match because all you have to do is entertain the crowd compared to running out the tunnel trying to win a football game, um, going against some of the best athletes in in the nation, you know, um, in football. So I mean, it's, it's they're both pressure in both sports. It's just different kind of pressure. Uh, everyone you ever played with or against, give me the guy that would make the best professional wrestler. In, in, from football players, and then give me the guy that you know y- you wouldn't mind beating around in the ring for a little while if you could get the chance to do it. Um, the best football, uh, best wrestler. Um, I would probably say my my best friend John Abraham will probably make wow. the best wrestler. Wow. Um, yeah, he has a uh, he has quite a bit of a mouthpiece on him, so he will probably do great on the mic. <laughs> and he has he has a lot of swag to him, which would he'll, he'll probably remind me he'll probably fit more close to like a Razor Ramon in wrestling. Nice. He's he's really swagged out, and then he talks a lot of junk. So I'll probably say John Abraham. Now, what about the guy that you wouldn't yeah. mind beating around a little bit? Oh, a guy would like to beat. Around a little bit. Oh, probably James Laurinaitis, just so I could say I beat up um, animals. That that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's a pretty good. That yeah. uh, that's very reasonable answer. One one thing I gotta add. You know, you you are still learning a lot, and the Ring of Honor fan base as a whole are people who tend to appreciate. You know, you have to be in the the company for ten years. You have to be you know dedicate your life to wrestling. Uh, was there any concern that you might not get over with the crowd? And now that you are really over with the crowd, did, did it take you by surprise that they jumped uh, onto your bandwagon so quickly? No, uh, I never really, going into wrestling or going into Ring of Honor, I never, my main objective wasn't to get over with the crowd. My main objective was to get better with each match. And it's just, luckily, the crowd loved what I was doing. Maybe they love my gimmick. Maybe they love my music. Maybe they love what I do in ring. But it's just one of those things where they they came with me. Um, but to be on, quite honest, I wasn't. My main focus wasn't to 
my main focus wasn't to get over with the crowd. Uh, I mean, even even now, my main focus is not to get over with the crowd uh, because, like, I'm still I'm I'm learning. I mean, everybody knows that I'm trying to get I'm focused and trying to get better. But it's just one of those things where the crowd crowd um, they come with me, so I have to play to that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely humbled by it and I'm um I thank the fans for supporting me in every way, um, every step of the journey and um and I'm I'm gonna keep playing to them. So the more they support, the more I'm gonna play play to them. Wrapping up here with Moose from Ring of Honor, follow him on Twitter. It's at Moose Nation sixty nine. And Moose, uh, I noticed something that you retweeted earlier in the week from Samoa Joe, and it was really interesting to me because <laughs> I, I think a lot of people have brought attention to this deal that Joe apparently has gotten with the WWE that's going to allow him to do a lot of other things. And and the tweet sort of suggested, like, look, we're rewriting the way that these things work, that whatever you know from the past, it's not going to be that way moving forward. And I wonder if if that's the type of thing that other guys see and say, wow, that could be huge for me, that the opportunity to do things on my terms, the way that Joe is getting. And, and Joe's not, you know, Kurt Angle. He's not, you know, one of the, an established all-time great professional wrestler. He's a guy that proved himself at a, a, a lower level, uh, you would think. Does it make other guys sort of take notice and say, look, this, this could be something that could end up benefiting me in the future the fact that that a guy like Joe is getting the chance to do things on his terms. Yeah, um, definitely. He definitely broke barriers in wrestling. I mean, you've never seen in the last few years, like in the last decade or so, once a guy leaves one company and comes to the WWE, they usually transform that guy to a different gimmick. Um, And you can see that they're changing that. Like, I mean... And I feel like it's one of those things they're doing that because NXT, obviously, you hear the news about they're going touring. And some of the guys they have in their roster right now that is not, that is not um, Kevin Owens or Finn Balor or Neville or um, who else. I think that's it. Uh, Sammy Zayn kind of, yeah. Those three, if you take them touring, a lot of crowd won't, a lot of fans won't know who they are. So, I feel now for for them to help their their cause, they have to get guys like Samoa Joe and keep him in his original gimmick to to be able to to sell seats, you know. And I feel like Joe being the first one in that matter to do that is definitely great for business. I mean, um, I'm, I know a lot of wrestlers seeing that deal are like you said, are like, man, I want to do the same thing. I, I think right now, honestly, right now, this is a, this is the best time to be a professional wrestler because you got deals like Samoa Joe going on, you got Ring of Honor going on the national broadcast television, um, you got TNA on the national broadcast um, television, you got the rise of Global Force Wrestling, um, you got Lucha Underground, you got NXT, I mean, this is this is a great time to be a wrestler and also to be a wrestling fan because there's so, much, so many stuff going on, it's like so many great companies out there putting out great products you mentioned global force and you were one of the people announced for global force what do you know about it what what can we expect from uh, global force wrestling because it's a big mystery to a lot of people i mean it is i mean and 
it's, it's a mystery to me myself. I don't know much about it. I know it because it, there's nothing to say about it because there hasn't been nothing. But one thing I do know is you talking about a guy, Jeff Jarrett, who started CNA. And once when he was running CNA, TNA was the hottest it's ever been. And you have a guy that has the blue the blueprint to be successful. So, I mean, with that being said, I mean, I'm sure Global Force is going to be a successful company just because of a guy like Jeff Jarrett who has been in the business for so long and was born in the business. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a good deal, but right now I can't say much about it because I don't know much about it because there's nothing there to talk about. But I do feel like it's going to be a level such successful wrestling company. He is a, a local boy made good in uh, professional football and now professional wrestling Moose. And again on Twitter, at MooseNation69. Uh, Moose, man, this was a lot of fun. We really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you, get to know you. As uh, guys that are back here in Maryland, can we, uh, can we stay in touch with you? Can we check in with you every now and then and continue to chat yeah, with you? Yeah, definitely, man. You have my number. Just shoot me a text. Uh, um, you have my Twitter handle. Just, you can hit me up on that, too. We will do that for sure, man. Appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Continue great success to you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Cool stuff with Moose. Appreciate him hopping on with us and... Um, just an interesting dude, an interesting uh, sort of path that's gotten him to the point where he's at now and appreciate him taking the time for us today. Segment number three continues, jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster with you. Um, Aaron, let's tell everybody one more time about this great offer that we have through WrestleCrate for anyone who knows a WWE fan. But it's a great uh, point, right? It's graduation season. Yeah. Um, college graduations have passed now, but we're not talking about high school graduation season. Yes. And perhaps you know someone who's graduating that is a professional wrestling fan. Absolutely. You're trying to think of what to get them as a gift. I'm telling you right now, you will do no better than getting them a wrestle crate. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, could, you could go to the WWE shop if you really wanted to spend 35 bucks on oh, a yeah. T-shirt. Or guess what? You could pay $15 for a T-shirt and more. And so much cool, fun stuff that comes to you every month. This is really cool, too, for, for people that are graduates that are going away to college, right? You go away to college, there's nothing quite like getting a care package. And it's just, I, I've been there, we've all been there. You get a little homesick, you get a little, it's just, you want something. And when you get a care package, it means a lot. Now you're a pro wrestling fan, getting a pro wrestling care package at college. That's a win. Yeah. So get to WrestleCrate.com right now. It's the perfect gift, all sorts of great goodies, Mattel, Funko, Fathead, Tops, Pop Vinyls, they got it all. And Aaron, 10% off if they use what code? J-O sent me. J-O sent me gets you 10% off at WrestleCrate.com. It's a great gift. Whoever you give it to will be very, very grateful that you did. Go hook it up, WrestleCrate.com. All right. Um, let's do a quick count. Three stories we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that we wanted to make sure that we touched on before we got out of here today. And Aaron, uh, oh, boy, where to start with this one? How about we start with um, one, let, 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 we alluded to it earlier. Yes. That is Samoa Joe. When we were talking with Moose, we discussed the nature of Samoa Joe's contract. And the word is, essentially, he's kind of going to be able to do whatever he wants yeah. while working with WWE. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like not only did he come to NXT, not only did he get to keep his name, uh, not only, apparently, is he allowed to do anything, he's even allowed to do some televised. Yeah. Uh, he is now on the card for the next TV tapings for Ring of Honor, which is in New York City. Uh, granted, this happened before the Destination America move, so that might impact that a little bit. Uh, they might tell him no now, but at the time, he was able to go on Sinclair. The match, 
I hope this gets to go on because the match is uh, him and AJ Styles against Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. That's pretty good. Addiction. You're talking about a tag team dream match there. Uh, no one's been able to do this before. You've, you've had situations where they were on TV and they were allowed to do small indies. You know, Rob Van Dam was able to do Maryland Championship Wrestling uh, in this latest run of his. Uh, I think Rhino can still take indie dates while he's doing NXT right now. But you've never had a situation where they've been able to go to Ring of Honor, been able to go to any place at any sort of TV deal, and be the same character that they are on WWE. So this is basically uncharted waters Does here. it make you wonder if Joe's deal is only for NXT? Like, it's only for WWE Network? That it's not a TV deal? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the question as well. Could it, could it be just for NXT? The other thing it really makes me wonder, and I've wondered quietly about this for a little while, we all know at this point that when ECW was, there there was a business relationship between WWE and yep. ECW. Uh, Vince gave them some money. Some people say it was just for to contractual obligation for Too Cold Scorpio. Some people believe that it was even more to try to keep them afloat. And it makes me really wonder with the way that they've been using some of their uh, footage for like Daniel Bryan montages and stuff yeah. like that. Is there a relationship between WWE and Ring of Honor right now where WWE sees the value in keeping Ring of Honor afloat, keeping them big, and almost using them as a feeder system? Yeah, it's a possibility. It certainly would make sense. I, I think that the more logical – well, no, I, I could see that being possible. I want to go back to the, the other thing though with Joe, which is – Are they using them to build the NXT brand right. more than uh, – And only, specifically for yes. that reason. Like, uh, it's th- possible. I'll say, again, we are in uncharted water here, so I think anything is possible at this point. I will say I just have a really hard time seeing the WWE throw away that. You know, not throw away, but not try but remember, to make that sort of money. You know, they're, Joe they're selling not, T-shirts. But listen, Joe does not make the huge impact with the average wrestling Correct. Fan. His impact is with Smarks. But I guess here's the question. If, if they don't view him that highly – why even bother bringing him in on this big Because company? it makes all the sense in the world for the people that you want to have watching NXT. NXT. Yeah. He's the perfect guy for that. And again, we don't know. Maybe he shows up on Raw next week and all this argument goes away. But I could see a scenario where they allow him to do those other things because his deal is only for NXT, WWE Network programming, and pay-per-views. That's the only way that they end up using him because it works. It's good branding. It costs him a little bit less maybe. And, you know, he can go make his money doing some other things at the same time. That would seem to make some sense to me if that was the case. Yeah. Um, Next thing I wanted to touch on is Brock Lesnar. We have dates now for him returning. It's earlier than people thought. It is earlier than people thought. It's well before SummerSlam. It's, in fact, coming up later on in June as a, a number of arenas have now made official announcements that Brock Lesnar will be appearing at their events um, in fact, the, uh, the field house in Indianapolis was one that made the announcement that he would be appearing there. And he is getting a, um, I, I guess, a full run right now. July 6th, July 13th, July 19th, uh, that's the Battleground pay-per-view, and July 20th. All dates that are confirmed for Brock Lesnar in Chicago, Atlanta, St. Louis, and Kansas City, respectively. Um, I guess there's a couple things for me here. One, I, I like this better because I like more Brock Lesnar, right? Like, I want more Brock Lesnar. I just don't know. When he when he decided that he was going to rejoin WWE, 
we didn't get any details about what that really meant. Right. Like, what, what does that really mean? And if this is Brock's going to show up, his run is going to be, the entirety of his run is going to be the week before bragging, or the two weeks before bragging rights through the Monday after SummerSlam. Okay, but how much can you really do with that? I, I which is why I think that it has to, you know, it's probably, I guess the question is, because we didn't have the slight run after WrestleMania like we have often with Brock. So is this now being, you know, you move from the April run into the June run. Yeah, we don't know exactly what the situation is. My guess is, I want to say no, simply because I don't know how you do it, especially with a face Brock where he just disappears after SummerSlam again, unless you have him lose, which would feel weird. I don't know who you have him lose to cleanly. Because with a face, if the face loses, you think, okay, he has to come back and get his revenge. You know, that, that's kind of the trickiness of a face Brock which we're assuming we're getting. I don't I know how, so as well. Yeah, I don't know how you not get that. But do you just have him, you know, I could see him going away for a month after SummerSlam, but going away for yeah, four months again? Yeah, that, not, that's hard to see. Not okay with that. No. Not okay. Not a good way to use Brock Lesnar. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to touch on was something that Ronda Rousey said recently in an interview. Remember, of course, Ronda Rousey appeared at WrestleMania did that great segment with The Rock and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and there were so many rumors running around, hey, what could this mean? Could something come at SummerSlam or next year at WrestleMania or whatever it might be? Um, unfortunately, all of that was sort of put out by Dana White, the president of the UFC, who said, no, 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 no. This was a one-time thing. Mm. That's all this was, was just a one-time big event that we let Ronda go be a part of. Well... Ronda Rousey, in a Q&A hosted by the Wall Street Journal, said the following. The thing is, would you really want to know? With the last WrestleMania, what was the coolest part? It's the surprise. So do you really want to know? Maybe this is all part of some plot to put Dana out there and be like, nope, no way it'll ever happen. Then make everyone forget about it so later I can just pop up like, what? Dana said no. That's the cool thing about WWE. You don't know which factors are being put out there because they're real and which ones are being put out there to put you guys off of what's really going to happen. As an avid wrestling fan myself, I would rather not know. If you knew, what Seth, if you knew that Seth Rollins was going to turn on the Shield, would you have wanted to know? No. It would have ruined that moment. As a fan and respecting your fandom, I can't tell you anything. I mean, it's something that I had kind of thought about when the denials first happen is that if they have something planned, if they have so it makes sense right. to deny it. it. You know, Dana White has shown willingness to work in some capacity, maybe not work with the WWE, but not mess around. Like for example, when Undertaker came yep. and you know stared down Brock Lesnar, he was more than happy to have that on his cameras. I think even years ago, I mean, like, go back well beyond that. There was crossovers. Ken like, Shamrock. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I, he would show up oh, yeah, at, yeah. at WWE events. Dana right. White was using WWE for publicity years yeah. ago. Um, it I, would make sense. I mean, if, if Ronda Rousey is intent on wrestling again, it, it makes, and, you know, she's not going to say take no for an answer, and right. she's just like, okay, if, if I have to, I will wait out, and then I will just go to WWE and it makes sense for Dana to play ball a little bit here. It makes sense for both of them in that way. It is the surprise. Something I had thought about, uh, you know, it makes all the sense of the world. Now you kind of go back and you say, okay, if this was really a work, why is she saying this, you know? Right. I, I think that this is a 
it, it's all interesting, right? Why would she try to plant the seed again of it being possible? I, it makes you wonder if she's trying to still pitch it, right? That Dana really did say no, but she's... She, she wants him to realize there's a market here. This is good for you right. as well as right. me, as well as WWE. So let's just leave it out there as though it might be a possibility and see if Dana could bite on it after that. I think that could be one thing that's going on. It got me into thinking. For this week's top five, um, surprises. Ronda, what made, she's right. What made that moment so great is you didn't see it coming. Right. You really did think that Stephanie and Vin, or Triple H were just out there to be heels, announce the attendance, and, you know, you're welcome. It's a great thing for, for heels to do. We get all the credit. This is all about us, and, you know, ha, 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 go F yourselves. Right. Then when The Rock came out, you said, oh, it's good, right? Like the Setting Rock. up The Rock, Triple H, maybe next year, WrestleMania, whatever. Right. It really did throw you for a loop. You knew that Ronda Rousey was there, but you never thought about a way to incorporate her in that moment. Uh, until that's, uh, until the slap happened, I, I never thought about it. I didn't even Ronda. think about it until no. he walked over to that side uh, and there she was. I hadn't, because I had forgotten that Ronda Rousey was there. It was such a minimal part yeah. that I couldn't even see the segment playing out the way that it did until literally he went over and saw her standing right there. The surprise what was, was what was so great. So it got me to thinking. Top five times you've been genuinely surprised by something that happened within pro wrestling. I'll start with my number five. My number five, it, it's not surprising when you look back on it. It's just how well it was executed that allowed you to believe that it was surprise. And it was one of my favorite moments of the last five years in professional yeah. wrestling. It's Mark Henry. Yeah. I, I thought that was such a perfect moment because the way they set it up, genuinely made you believe they had never used Mark Henry to do shtick before or to do that type of that of a bit where he goes on social media where he he's reaching out to all of these people and saying hey tune in tonight I got to make my announcement all those sorts of things and then the announcement ended up being nothing it was perfect right it was perfect um he put over John Cena he everything about it was great and then it's something you couldn't see it coming but you allowed yourself to believe that's not what you were watching. That what you were watching really was a guy walking away from the WWE. That's not what you got, and it made it a wonderful moment. Yeah, I didn't have that on my list just because the entire time I was I was thinking to yeah, myself, was, this is probably work. That doesn't take anything away from the moment as far as how good of a moment it was. It was perfectly executed. I just I couldn't put it out there as a surprise just because the entire time in my head you was, had the possibility in your not, mind. That's the, the probability yeah. in my mind of that happening. But it was it was perfectly. I executed. think as it went along, I convinced myself that it it wasn't any longer as as it began. The way that they went about doing it, I it was so good that I ended up convincing myself. Nope, the, the guy's really retiring. And then perfect, perfect. Uh, for my list, I'm just putting it out there right now that this had all, everything on my list would have to be something I watched at the time. Okay. I saw it live, so there, there's some things there. Obviously, you know, I'm, I bet you might include it, stuff like Hall uh, showing up on Nitro or Hogan turning. What a dick! That's my number. F- <laughs> all right, fine. But that stuff's not on my list. My number five right now is uh, Brock beating the streak at WrestleMania. Okay, I was stunned yeah. by that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see it coming so in. So funny, a I didn't even think years. about it. It should be on my list. It's you know, it's one of those ones that, you know, everyone complained about, it, but at the same time, that was the biggest surprise of the past probably five years. I almost wanted to throw my list out the window because I <laughs> yeah. forgot that. It was just such a shocking you you know, we were if we had the podcast, we would have oh, laughed in, off in a that. Years, we would have right. laughed it off and been like, okay, that that was a kind of a All fun right. build. Who's right. who's next for the Undertaker? Right. No doubt. And uh I, it was just genuine shock. 
Well, my number four is uh, Hogan okay. at Bash at the Beach. And, and the only reason it's number four is because I was so young and not – and I wasn't that young. I was 13. But uh, – eh, 13, 12. I was somewhere in that range. I don't remember exactly what year it was. I was – But you didn't fully I was appreciate. in middle school. I do know that I was in middle school. Right. And – right. Exactly right. I didn't appreciate how significant it was. Like I really was pissed off, you know what I mean, because like I was a Hulk Hogan guy. Um, also, keep in mind, at the time, the only reason I was able to watch it is because I was at a friend's house because it happened in the summer. Um, Batch of the Beach, right? Like, it happened in the right. summer. Otherwise, I didn't watch pay-per-views at the time. Like, it just wasn't something that happened in my life. Maybe I could watch uh, WrestleMania if I got to the right friend's mm-hmm. house. But that was it. Um, this was just dumb luck that I even ended up watching it. I hadn't really been watching WCW. I didn't really know what was going on in WCW because I was so young. So it doesn't, in the same way that you said I let you left it off your list, it probably should be higher, but it didn't mean the same to me, and so that's why it's not higher on my list. It was more like, a, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. I understand that significantly in wrestling history, it's one of the all-time great surprises right. ever. Um, my number four is kind of in the same vein where I had started watching probably six to nine months before, and this was the first time something really threw me for a loop when mm-hmm. it came to wrestling. Uh, and that was the Montreal screw job. Yeah. I was just so confused and so taken aback by it. You know, I didn't fully appreciate exactly what had happened there until much later on, you know, months later. Yeah. But just the confusion and the what is going on and the way that pay-per-view ended, I was surprised. I, I just I didn't know what was going on. And obviously, looking back on it now, it was legitimately one of the more shocking moments. Maybe you knew that. Bret Hart wouldn't be walking away, but you didn't expect it to go down that way. My number three involves a wrestler who didn't do much of anything after this moment. But I'm still stunned that this ever happened and why it ever happened. Um, if I say Maven, what's the first thing that comes to mind, Aaron? Him, him eliminating The Undertaker. He eliminated The Undertaker yes. from the Royal Rumble. How did that ever happen? How? How is that ever a thing? It, it's amazing. And it's amazing. It still amazes me that Maven didn't. Not that he didn't get over more, but that he wasn't more than he was because he was athletic. He had the tough enough yeah, push. He, did, right. he got that. Thing, you know, he got the the boost from the Undertaker. He had a beautiful drop kick, and, and nothing, nothing more ever. came And now, from now he's a bouncer for some random bar in New York. Is it really? Yeah, Can we get him on. Apparently, if you if even if you go up to him at work and say like, "Hey, I know you," he hates it. Really, he oh, wants nothing to do with the that wrestling sucks. business. Damn. Ah, well, that's my number three. Uh, my number three is the Nexus debuts. Just not okay. necessarily. It's a real d- surprise. That, just the destruction. We had never seen, or at least not in a while, just the utter destruction they left in there. The way this scene played out. You know, it's one thing for them to come up. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, right. but just the utter destruction they left in there. Waking, you know, Daniel Bryan eventually getting fired for it, but choking out. Was Justin Roberts with it? Yeah, yes. Justin Roberts with the tie. You know, Cena, and I can't remember who Cena was. Uh, facing at the time but whoever who was well cena was was mostly barrett wasn't it because barrett was kind of the leader of well no 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 no, but but the the guy he was facing i can't remember it might have been punk i don't think it was punk i can't remember exactly who it was at the time but you know they destroyed the announce table they destroyed the chairs they destroyed everything and just stood there we hadn't seen something like that in a long time well and it wasn't something that we expected in any way it was totally sort of off the reservation you're right it was a very very surprising moment my number two is Seth Rollins. Um, it, it's, it's, it has the benefit of recency, right? But it, it definitely was not something we were expecting. Again, because the Shield was still so kind of young at that point, and they were at the highest of their highs. They beat Evolution a couple of times. Like, this was 
the height of the shield. And Seth Rollins wasn't the guy that we thought was going to be a star in that group. Like, he was just, he was the third guy, essentially, of that group. And so, um, it, it was the most significant moment that's happened on, on television in the last three years, at least, maybe longer than that. Um, it was, it was incredible. It was an incredible yeah. moment. Number number three. Uh, my number two, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. I didn't have it on my list, but probably just because I didn't quite think about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely good. Everyone, ex- you know, everyone expects someone to turn. Everyone expects it to be Ambrose, yep. maybe Reigns, yep. but not Rollins. Uh, my number two, uh, nice because we have Elimination Chamber coming up, and it's something that doesn't look that great in retrospect, but at the time, uh, Edge coming out, cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase mm-hmm. on Cena after that Elimination Chamber match. That was the first Money in the Bank briefcase. So we had never seen a cash-in before. I don't think anyone even expected that they could cash-in in that way, that you could just run in and say, hey, we're having the match right now. To have it after a match, after a grueling match for Cena, you're like, okay, Cena won again. He beat Carlito and Chris right. Masters. But, oh, wait a second. Why is Edge's music playing here? What, what's happening? Is he challenging him for the next pay-per-view? Is he challenging him for a Raw? Wait, what? The match is starting right now? Oh, wow. Yep, yep. It was big. No doubt about that. It was big. My number one, um, the only time that a return of a wrestler really floored me because we did not, we thought it was never going to happen. We genuinely believed that his career was just over. There were so many times we thought he was coming back that it didn't happen. How many times did they go to Texas, right? And you're like, oh, this could be the time. And then finally, as a member of the NWO, Shawn Michaels returns to WWE Raw. And it was so unexpected. There was no rumors floating around. And this is in the infancy of the dirt sheets, right? So it, it wasn't as if... I don't know that this would happen the same way today. Today we probably would have known. But no one knew that Shawn Michaels was coming back. And the NWO thing had gone so stale so quickly because of Kevin Nash getting hurt, because... Hogan turned face. I mean, yeah. it, it had gone so stale so quickly that... There was no way to save it. It was going to go down as a one of the more massive flops. And look, Shawn Michaels didn't make it so there wasn't a flop. It was a flop returning the NWO in WWE. But it gave it new life, and it was Shawn effing Michaels. And he went on to have such a remarkable run in his second life in the WWE. But when it happened that night, no one knew it was happening. Yeah. It was a complete surprise. And frankly, the product was a little stale. At the moment. There wasn't a lot of juice for Raw. This is... They were struggling after integrating the WCW guys. They'd given Scott Steiner main event runs. They, they'd done a lot of things that were just... Ugh. They, they were just right. falling flat. And that was the biggest moment that there had been. And it just utterly stunned me when it happened. And it happened... Remember, it wasn't like the main event. Right. It wasn't the beginning. It was in the middle of the show. Right. Just... Uh, and, and who was it? Bischoff that made the announcement. Like I can't, I can't even remember. I, I don't as, think as a, it was Bischoff because Bischoff wasn't quite there yet. No, Bischoff was operating the NWO at that point. Like Bischoff was in charge. Remember, Bischoff put the shirt on Booker T. Like that they he was operating the NWO at that. But point. I thought, uh, oh, that's right because Flit, yeah, you're right. I, I got the brands mixed up there. I, all but, I remember is they said, uh, you're going to want to, yeah, this is a big deal or something like that. Right. And you're like, okay, whatever. And all of a sudden, ah, ah, you're like, oh, my God. 
It is a big deal. Yeah. And it was Shawn Michaels. It's my number one. Well, you just kind of led me into my number one. I thought yep. about a couple here because I thought about The Rock's return to announce he was the host of WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, just the moment kind of pales. In, but at the time, it's like, oh, The Rock yeah, is The Rock back. is back, right. You know, the first time in seven years we've yeah. seen him. And they managed to keep that quiet. I thought about some of the debuts, uh, Taz's in particular, mm-hmm. at the Royal Rumble. But I came to this one moment that, again, doesn't come off as a big moment in retrospect. They didn't do much with it. But it was the most genuinely, like, jaw-dropping moment I can remember. And the picture is still surreal to me today. Vince comes out, says, I can't run both brands. I'm going to assign general managers. I'm on the ramp. Here's your new general manager, Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff coming out on Raw, stepping out and hugging Vince McMahon. It was pretty surreal. That was the most... Arguably the single most bizarre moment in the history of mainstream wrestling. Just to see that. The guys who hate each other, the guys who who tried to kill each other, who threatened each other constantly over the years, hugging each other, and for him to be involved willingly, you know, they didn't do much with it, and the moment kind of pales in comparison now, but at the time, it It was unbelievable. It was was unbelievable. It was huge. All right, there you go. Those are our top fives for this week. Um, it's a, a cool, fun topic in honor of uh, Ronda Rousey and the surprise that was her appearance at WrestleMania. All right, thanks this week to Moose from Ring of Honor for checking in with us. Good dude. Uh, show him some support. Um, give him a follow on Twitter. Make, let him know that, like, you know, it didn't waste his time coming on here with us, that it was, uh, it was worth it for him. Uh, thanks to AJ, of course, AJ Francis, our, um, our main eventer here on uh, jobbing out the uh, Miami Dolphins defensive lineman for helping us preview Elimination Chamber. Uh, Next week, we will, of course, review Elimination Chamber, and uh, who knows what else could be on the way in episode number 13 of Jobbing Out. Aaron, what do you need to plug? Uh, Obviously, follow me on Twitter, TheAOster. Please, if you like us, if you don't like us, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us five stars. You know, we're not ashamed to uh, troll for that. Ain't too proud to beg. Yeah, we're not not too proud. But, uh, yeah, definitely if you like our work, uh, those subscriptions are the most important thing when it comes to iTunes. So please go. And, of course, go check out Russell Crates, our great sponsor here uh, at Jobbing Out. So, yeah. All right. Very good. I am on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. Check me out at glennclarkradio.com. Have yourself a great week. For Aaron, I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.